Curator is the premier shopping membership created by fashion authority Rachel Zoe. In addition to so many other benefits, members earn access to The Shop, an exclusive e-commerce marketplace offering hundreds of Rachel Zoe approved products, from clean beauty to glamorous accessories and beyond, by the most coveted emerging and established brands. Best of all, members unlock deeply discounted pricing of up to 60% off. Shop brands like Gucci, Kate Spade New York, Missoni Home, Marc Jacobs Beauty, and many more. The Shop membership is the most accessible and flexible membership option, inviting you into the curator world of insider-only access and discounts for only $40 to start. In addition to saving up to 60%, members also earn $50 rewards every three months. Luxurious new products are added daily and just in time for holiday shopping to get your friends and family exceptional gifts at unbeatable prices. I am pretty obsessed with this public goods lavender vanilla candle that we got. They have all kinds of stuff on there that you're like, I would like this, but I mean, well, I always think Christy would like this or my mom or my sister would like this, but also I would like one. Yes. So frequently buying two of everything for myself. Uh, This season, let the shop, which you know it's fancy because it's shop with an E, let Mm -hmm. the shop be your one-stop shopping marketplace. Join the membership today at curator.com and use code creepy for an additional 20% off. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com and use code creepy. What is a Sinisterhood live show like? You're about to hear it. We recorded this episode, the final stop of our first ever tour at the Addison Improv in our hometown of Dallas. We recount our wild adventure, exploring everything the Wax Museum had to offer. Plus, we also had a special audience participation portion, where I busted out my gavel and ruled on the grievances of wronged audience members. If you couldn't make it to any of our live shows, you can join our Patreon where you can chat with us on our monthly Q&As and enjoy a live stream performance of our bonus content each month on Crowdcast. When you sign up for our Patreon, you also get tons of extra bonus content, including archives of past live streams, audio bonuses, and behind-the-scenes videos of us visiting some of the spots we cover on tour. This week's bonus content includes a video of us screaming our way through the horrifying parts of the Wax Museum, a Dear Sinister listener advice segment, and a mini-sode on Annabelle the Doll featuring some mind-blowing revelations about Ed and Lorraine Warren we were not prepared to learn. Not not even a little bit. (sighs) Head to Sinisterhood.com, click Patreon in the top banner to subscribe today. And don't forget to stick around after the show this week to hear your Patreon shoutouts. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks so much for listening and keep it creepy. Thousands of square feet filled wall to wall with your favorite celebrities. While this may sound like a dream come true for some, when you notice none of them are moving or even alive, it quickly turns into a nightmare. This palace on the highway is a fun destination for school kids and tourists, but don't find yourself locked inside after hours. You may encounter something spooky or worse. Tonight's episode is Meltdown at the Wax Museum. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinister.
They said don't yell out, but I'm if it's sorry. a compliment. What did you yell out? <laughs> Please repeat that slower. Thank you very I'm, much. I'm usually the one that wants the words of affirmation, but y'all take it too. Thank you. I think she's talking about Oh, I know. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, How's everybody doing? Awesome. We are too. We're very woo right now. We're, we're wooed Feeling up. It. We're wooed up. We're booed up. Wooed up Our booze are up. here. Good about for Tommy and Paris. They're in the audience tonight. Give it up for Tommy's The Shining Mask. It looks like the shining carpet. Yeah, uh, we did hear some some backstage talk going on with the waiters. And they were like, this guy out there has his shining mask on and it's super badass. And I was I like, that's my I husband. Know. We know him. He's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, well, what, what we've been doing at some shows, when I remember, is taking a crowd picture. Yes. So I would love to do that tonight. Just give me, like, hands in the air, woo-woo. It is on selfie mode, which repeatedly I have not done. So some of the pictures didn't come out. But we're definitely on selfie mode. So on the count of three, we're going to take some pictures, okay? One, two, three. Thank awesome. you. Thank you so much. If I don't take pictures of stuff, I won't remember it. So <laughs> I'll remember you guys, though. And I will not forget this topic because I went down a... I, my YouTube now is wrecked, as with most of the things of the show, but somehow this topic is somehow worse. I don't know how many comedians, before they're on stage, are just Googling pictures <laughs> of the wax figure of Nicki Minaj getting her ass eaten out at... <laughs> Madame Tussauds, but we were. She and was, it, they, it happened so much, they had to put her behind a barricade, to which we said, why wasn't she already? I mean... <laughs> the things people were doing to her, they had guards. I mean, it was every position, everything. She was on all fours. It was a very revealing outfit from but her that, Anaconda video. they should not video. eat ass unless she wanted them to eat ass, and she is a wax figure, so she can't be... There's not a sign that says, help yourself. No. <laughs> She didn't consent to it, no, even so. in her wax form. So, so, well, they took care of it. They put her behind a barricade. Did. Yeah, uh, we went to the Wax Museum in Grand Prairie uh, for research <laughs> yesterday. Um, round of applause if you've been there. Shout out. Yeah. Oh, less than I thought. I had never been there either because I grew up in Fort Worth, so our field trips... We didn't cross the, the border into Dallas. <laughs> um, we went to Mrs. Baird's a lot in the log cabin <laughs> village. Uh, but Heather did and Tommy did. So I had never been before. And in all of my years of driving past it, I always thought it was Ripley's Believe It or Not. Like, you could choose to believe it. We're not going to tell you if it's real or not. It could be real. It could not be real. <laughs> Apparently, that's not true. <laughs> and everything is real. My I did not know that. So we were walking through, and I was like, well, how do you know if this is real? I was getting angry. I go, this is the museum of gaslighting. I don't know what's real. There's no, there's no signs to tell me what's real. How do I know if this shrunken head is real? And even Leanne, Heather's wife, who was with this, was like, yeah, how are we supposed to know? I was like, thank you. And then I got home and I was telling Tommy, and he's like, it's all real, babe. It's, he goes, it's not Ripley's 
believe it or not. It's like Ripley's, believe it or not. Isn't that wild? Regardless of your feelings, it is true. Yeah. So who knew? I guess a lot of people knew. I didn't know. I didn't know that you didn't know. And I was confused because I was just kind of like reading different things and taking it in. It's like a giant tortoise shell that has carvings on the back. And she's like, so this isn't real? I was like, no, it's there. It's real. The the tortoise wasn't born that way. Like it was a pirate did it. I thought we were supposed to like figure out like what's fact or fiction. (laughs) No, that's Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction with Jonathan Frakes, also a very good show. Oh, okay. One of my favorites. Well, there's five exhibits now at... The, the wax the museum. The lingo around this place is like you would think you're at the Museum of Modern Art in New York. They're like, we have various exhibits. I was like, laser tag? <laughs> you have laser tag. There was a laser room I was very excited about. It ended up being <laughs> the lamest part of the whole thing. We couldn't figure out how to work it. I had a bulky purse on, so it kept setting off the beams when I was trying to crawl under it's them. It's one of those like James Bond or Ocean's Eleven where you have to duck through the lasers, but we were... I won't say we were cheating, but it was a two-person thing, and there were three of us in there, so we kept resetting it. But then Chrissy would stand up in the middle, and then it would immediately go die because it shoots her with a laser. I like, didn't understand it. I didn't it. even get a chance. Much <laughs> like the artifact artifacts, I didn't understand this either. But uh, we did do an interactive like video game ride type thing that was like yeah. a shooter game that was very fun. I yelled throughout the whole thing and we didn't <laughs> the best know part, you go, I'm going to throw up in this thing. And the whole time I was shooting the clowns like a sniper. I was like, do, 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 do. got the high score of the day. She There's did. photo evidence. Uh, but Chris, twice. Was like, <laughs> I was loving it. It was so fun. But then we didn't know that at some point a camera took a picture of us. Oh no. So then at the end, when it comes up who won, it was Heather, to which she said, I'd pay $25 for that picture of me. It was, it was a great picture. (laughs) It was like if you turn on your phone, forgetting it's on selfie mode, and you're looking down at it in the middle of the night, and it's just like, there's a lot happening here. But uh, it was great. Leanne got second. I didn't even place my favorite was a family went in after us and this guy had this like leather vest with a patch on it that says certified asshole and you could tell he was like he thought he was a bad bitch and then he went to try to check the scores he did not place first place was (laughs) (laughs) and just him he had out his phone like he was gonna take the picture and then just slowly put his phone back in his pocket and i was like who's the certified asshole now baby Mm. it was me it was me you're you've always been the certified asshole in my heart yeah. Uh, and then there was a mirror part that you have to wear these gloves in. We got lost and screamed a lot until we figured out there's an exit sign for safety at the top. So you just follow those out. Yeah. The real trick of the maze is it was regulations. Like, uh, in Stranger Things or Watchmen where it's like, oh, how many of you? It was, it was freaky. I was like, this is why this is a trope in horror films because it's very unnerving. You were just like, it's just like Watchmen. I kept going, the blue penis? I don't see any blue penises. <laughs> and you're like, the TV show, not the movie. I just, the, the TV show has no blue penises. I'm not going to watch it. I so. don't. It was HBO or sh- HBO there, been. there might have been honestly I didn't watch the end um, and then uh, the so maybe museum. that was the oh no I did see the end never mind didn't leave a lasting impression I suppose Damn. probably because there was no blue dick in it then there was the actual wax museum part which yeah. oh so I went as a child same all of them except for the new celebrities that have come out since then but Several of them are the exact same figures that I, that were there when I was there. And you like some consistency in your life. Uh, but ev- around every corner was just... 
we just kept because you you tell yourself they're not real but like what if it was when we got to the room of all of the presidents first of all i walked around the corner and screamed because that many old white men in one room already is unnerving but when they're all wax i was like ah monsters but the ronald reagan holy shit all three of us were like, he's real, isn't he? That's real. His like, hand. His, his, his left hand looked so real. Just the thumb. Like at any, he looked like he was a slight person wearing a Reagan mask. And at any second, he was just going to step forward. It was, I'm getting, I'm sweaty just thinking about it. It was, we, uh, we talked about it like throughout the evening. Oh, I, I still think about Ronald Reagan. Oh. <laughs> Not the real one, the one that's there that waits. It lurks, <laughs> waits for you. That hand, that hand. Some of them, some of them are okay. And then other ones you're like, that is not a color of any human. No. Like just gray and uh, sallow. Yeah. Like everyone had dysentery, but it wasn't even a thing when these wax figures were alive. Uh, and there's a whole fairy tale room. That's the ones that are really good because you don't really know what Snow White really looks like. And she's asleep, and there's an evil witch on one side and the prince on the other side. And we walk by, and Christy goes, You know, somebody fucks at Snow White sometimes. <laughs> Which so, is how it got us to the green room because I was searching. Heather was searching. Uh, we were like, you know, that happened. So then we started looking up porns involving wax well, figures. Well, we didn't jump to the porno first. <laughs> Let the, let's. There not, was a natural progression yes, that got us. There. I started out by googling wax figure genitalia pictures. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people and, have asked this question, <laughs> which I'm very disappointed in the answer. No, unless it's the Ed Sheeran wax figure, which apparently he was very pleased when he saw the unveiling of his figure because he was like, look at that bulge. <laughs> so it made his dreams come true. They Somehow it bulges. looks more like Ed Sheeran than the real Ed Sheeran. I don't know from the waist down, but the face at least. I don't know. And then we, then we devolved into Nicki Minaj wax figure getting her ass eat. And then I said, somebody. So I typed in wax figure porno movie. So my internet search history is wrecked but there is one i'll have you know come out in 1997 it's and there the, are a lot of opinions about it on the internet the reviews like paragraphs expect, written of reviews yeah if it's like uh you know what there will be blood oscar winning films you expect long thoughtful reviews no it's 1997's the exotic house of wax has essays <laughs> essays written about it and they yeah. break down the different performances they broke down one person was like i'm very offended because in one scene the one actress played the french maid and in a later scene it was the same actress that was playing cleopatra but in the establishing shot at the beginning the camera clearly showed both the french maid and the cleopatra displays right next to each other so you tell me is the same wax figure in multiple displays and i was like oh my god get a job like help yourself <laughs> like, jesus christ one person also, said someone hire him he's very thorough like, one person said, I fast forwarded through all the sex scenes because they were tedious. Working on that wax ass takes a minute. To which I said, I mean, I don't, I am not a porn person. Um, look for that on our quotes for this episode. <laughs> so to me, it's like after the first like 15 minutes, hasn't it done the job? But this person was like, I will wait and see the, how this unfolds. Mm-hmm. It was a whole plot. She was, was left an erotic wax museum from her dead relative. She was going under. Then she discovered an amulet that makes all the wax figures come to life and they're real horny. So they figured that's amulet. how they could like save the business. Yeah. 
but then Westworld. one reviewer was like, you can see their tan lines. This is bullshit. Yeah. We're Someone like, goes, Damn. I don't think a French maid is laying out in the sun in a string bikini. <laughs> well, maybe. You don't yeah. know. She could have very nice bosses. They kept their clothes on too long. Yeah, I don't want them a... wearing their costumes. It was So, wild. long story short, we've ordered the Agronic House of Wax. <laughs> a VHS only. And we have it available for 48 hours. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we were almost going to start the show late because we were watching it. Uh, but yeah, the rental lasts. So it was um, disappointing to say the least. Yeah. So th- that, all that to be said, they don't do their parts. Mm-mm. They don't do the stuff down there because what you might not know is the stuff you don't see is actually fiberglass because that's how they save money. So Ooh. just their heads and stuff and their hands, their hands are waxed. But <laughs> the rest hands. of them, except for... Um, the Jesus exhibit, Lord and Savior, is 100% uh, wax. which he's nailed to the cross and just has a loincloth, so his whole body is wax, and that's also something that just thousands of children walk through every day and see. Yeah, so that was that was a time they, you can't not go through it. So no, you it, oh yeah, it's like IKEA. You have to go through the whole thing. <laughs> There's a couple of bypasses, but that's not one of them. They want no, you to see. They, you have to. It's the same right between optical illusions and fairy tales. You got to go right through the story of Christ. And you see the uh, Last Supper, which they did Peter dirty. I, like, I've never read the full Bible. I don't know what it says. I have a teen study Bible with a lot of uh, little, uh, what do you call it? The little uh, post-it notes in it. Because I was telling myself, you know, don't have sex. Don't ever do drugs. Those post-its didn't work um, at all. <laughs> but I still have that study Bible. But I didn't get to the part where it said that he looked like Phil Collins. Oh yeah, and I had think a that's five in Corinthians. Head, yeah, full five yeah. head, Phil Collins style, and then one of the one pers- of them was laying on their stomach, tummy, tummy style, with like their head propped up on the table. And we're like, nobody eats like that. Wow. Like, how would that wow. have happened? <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. yeah, and also, a lot. I'm not saying that they didn't specifically make the religious figurines for that display, but I am saying they looked like. The members of Fleetwood Mac that went wrong and they were like, just put a cloak on them. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. But we had a, a very fun time. We <laughs> have a lot of videos. Specifically, there's like a haunted section of the wax museum, the horror section. It was actually kind of creepy. It was awful. It started off with you had to go through this claustrophobic thing that like made you, Heather <laughs> just kept screaming, it's like we're being birthed. <laughs> Until we came out the other side. Uh, at one point, I accidentally punched Heather in the back of the head <laughs> because a car horn just started blaring out of nowhere and flashing its lights to me. I was not expecting it. I just whacked her. It was instinct. It was reflex. Um, but we I was had, holding the camera, so I had to be in the front. So it was that was oh me. oh and oh yes and we we made something to showcase our love for each other to bring you guys tonight. Yes, we wanted to show our, our love. It's our hands. We held our hands together. Um, we got two made because halfway through, I go, can I ask you something? Were you willing to do this again after Heather had been, like, bitching for ten minutes? It's so hot. Why do we got to put our hands in freezing cold water? Hey, now yeah. we got to go in the hot wax. And then I was like, can you do this again so I can have one, too? So did. she I did. did um and I, that's it. The really nice gal that helped us with it, um, who put our hands in extremely hot wax. I go, how long do they um, train you on this? She goes, back a couple days. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she goes, no one's really good at first. You kind of just have to learn as you go. <laughs> 
like, oh, I want to see those hands of like the person on their first day when you or just yeah. yeah. And there's a video from the 1990s behind it that a kid's just going, I love wax hands. The whole for on a loop, on a loop, and, all, and I was like, like you must get tired of this. She goes, I tune it out. I'm like, you have to. Yeah, it's uh, you stick your head in the wax and then you become one of the figures. And then they put you in the Last Supper. Yes. We had a lot of fun. Though. It was. Oh, and there's little fun facts in the bathroom. So when you go to the bathroom, did you know 40,000 people a year are injured by toilets? And after that day, it was 40,001. <laughs> Heather hurt herself on the pot. Um, always. Uh, yeah. And also, there's this uh, elderly gentleman in the mirror that oh starts to talk God. to you. I think it was a camera. I'm not, or like a video. I'm not sure, though. Shocking. He's like, hello. And I was like, oh, this is a fun. And then I was like, it could be. There's a, there's like a closet back there. Is there a man? Because mm-hmm. other parts of the museum, you're looking in a mirror, and what you don't know is there's someone on the other side that they've tricked. Two way mirror. Other side. It's, it's like, roll your tongue. Only certain people can do this and you're like mm, and then you get around to that part you're like oh man people could have made fun everybody of me. saw me doing this it's a place of trickery and i think that's why it's unsettling in addition mm-hmm. to it's tricking you into thinking that that's really ronald reagan and it's tricking you into making a fool of yourself in the mirror yeah. <laughs> the tongue mirror who knows what to believe nothing i think some of it still isn't real even though i've been told it is so i don't know maybe we'll we'll get to the bottom of it tonight i I will choose like most things i choose what i want to believe (laughs) science be damned uh well yeah this is kind of an all-encompassing story there's crime there's paranormal there's other stuff so uh i'm christy i'm heather and let's get into it Did you call for that? Yeah, I made a face. You call, she's Please like, share. I told her we're going to get an applause sign to put above our heads. So uh, she she gets that affirmation right off the I bat. Need I need it. Marie Tassad was born in the winter of 1761 in Strasbourg, France. Two months before her birth, her father, a soldier, was killed in battle, leaving Marie's mother, Anne-Marie, to raise her daughter alone. When Marie was six, she and her mother took up room and board in the home of Philippe Curtius, where Anne-Marie worked as his housekeeper. Marie and Philippe quickly formed a bond, with Marie soon calling him uncle. This is a time when that worked out. All, all of it. Where you're like, no, no, that's, you're like, mommy's uncle is coming over. My uncle's coming over today. Like, um, uh, it's always sunny. Charlie's just, oh, yeah. just got all, <laughs> or uncle Santa's, Santa's yeah, yeah, all the, the different Santa's, Santa's that go. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, this Philippe's a great guy. And then you hear. In addition to being a doctor, Philippe was skilled in the art of wax modeling, originally using the wax to make replicas of human anatomy. There he goes. He's like, I just like the bottom bits. (laughs) He was making the parts everyone really wants to see. He's like, you just stick them on the ones that are already made. (laughs) His work then expanded to full-size human bodies. Got to. Marie became fascinated with the artistic process and learned everything she could from Philippe. Years later, Marie began making wax figures of her own, with Benjamin Franklin and Voltaire being some of her most famous pieces. And Marie, maybe someday, or Marie, you'll, maybe someday you'll marry a rich man. And she's like, no, mother, I want to go into business with myself. <laughs> making wax figurines. <laughs> no! The good thing about that is you can marry whoever you want. You just make them. No. <laughs> And, and then, then you, you get tired of them? Melt them. Yeah. 
and then remake them into something else. It's mm-hmm. kind of the perfect relationship. And if you know how to make all the parts, that's Dealer's where Philippe comes in. Yep. Marie's work became widely known and was even praised by the royal family. However, this adoration proved dangerous when the French Revolution began. Marie was considered to be a royal sympathizer by rival political factions and was subsequently arrested. In preparation for execution by guillotine, her head was shaved. Luckily, Marie was spared at the last minute due to her connections with Philippe. Despite being spared from death, Marie did not get back to making her beloved wax figures right away, or at least not the kind she was accustomed to. Rather, she was forced to make death masks of Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette, two of the French Revolution's most infamous victims. That Philippe must have been real good. I mean, <laughs> they're like, I mean, honestly, is this how dildo started? What? We just figured it out. We solved it. We solved it. Origin of dildos. Yeah. The French Revolution. <laughs> they, that's knew? what they don't want you to know in school and they don't teach yeah. you. I do not remember that being addressed in Les Mis. But if, <laughs> if you like go and you're like, Philippe, I got some problems. The lady isn't satisfied. He's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Hold on. I haven't made something like, for the turn week. off the lights. She will never know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden. She's like, oh, that was wonderful. And then he comes back and he's like, Philippe, she wrote it down to a nub. I need another one. (laughs) I mean, you would. The friction would melt it. So just like it would erode very quickly. But see, that's how you learn. That's trial and error with all inventions. You know, then they learned, okay, we can't use wax. We have to use rubber or silicone. Next. Exactly. It's trial and error. I don't want to be one of the first testers of the dildo. No. I don't want to be the, one of the first testers of most, no. most things. No. I want the kinks to get worked out before it gets around to me. Real kinks. <laughs> For centuries, death masks have been used as a way to commemorate the recently departed. Using wax or plaster, a mold of the face would be taken, often while the body was still warm. Because Marie was tasked with making the mask during a time when the guillotine was the preferred method of execution... The wax was often poured onto the face of a severed head, mere minutes after being separated from the body. They just kept them in baskets, too. Didn't well, they? yeah, the basket was under the guillotine, just choop. And then I remember reading years ago, I want to say it's 14 seconds. I could be wrong. Please don't DM me. <laughs> I'll Google it later. But something like once the head is severed, I think it can still react and like blink for like 14 seconds because sometimes it, someone would slap it and it would turn red. Oy. Like it would blush or Yikes. it could, yeah. And then you pour wax on it. Yeah. God, yeah. That's even oh, mean. What a way to go. Wait, yeah. Just and these, some of these were like her friends. Yeah. I mean, kill or be killed back then. And if you had the skills to keep yourself alive, I guess you'd. You You stayed out of it, yep. And then you turn it into a lucrative business. Franchise (laughs) opportunities across the country. Yes. Eventually, Marie resumed her passion of making wax figures and opened her first museum displaying her impressive work of royalty, criminals, and even herself in 1835 on Baker Street in London. Since then, the popular attraction has developed offshoots using the family name of Tussaud in Las Vegas, Hollywood, New York City, and Graham Prairie, Texas. Hi, baby. (laughs) 
So what we learned is that Marie Tussauds are extremely fine, well-made wax figures in New York, Las Vegas. They have a limited number of franchises. But if you have the same last name, there's nothing that stops you from opening your own business. And this is Louis Tussaud, who is a great-grandson who's just trading on the name. And then there was also another grandkid named Josephine who opened hers in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And she died in 1985, and it's uh, land before time there. There's a guy on YouTube whose goal is to visit every wax museum in the country. So I, I looked at some of his videos, and now I'm on a list, too. Um, <laughs> and it is... it is, it is. They're, they're not great, and I wouldn't even say they're good. The, but the Marie Tussaud ones, if you watch... Those are good. Like, Beyonce did a video of how hers was made. They showed how um, Prince Harry's was made, and it's extreme attention to detail. It takes months at a time. And I was just watching that, and I was like, there's no way that's how the ones I saw today were made. <laughs> there's just no. no way. No, it's just a wig slapped on. No. Uh, I mean, there were some were like, who is that? The Rock? That's not The Rock. Dude, dirty. The no. Undertaker from WWE, the face part was very scary, but there was there was no bulge at all. It wasn't even close. No. Was and he was wearing a leotard. It's like, you undertake. He's like eight feet tall. You know yeah. he's got something there. And it was... And Lady Gaga, these things oh haven't been God. dusted in years. And her toes were... I was like, Lady Gaga doesn't have toes like that. Her toes mm -hmm. are pristine. And these were like mm -hmm. some weird green color with, with just dust bunnies all over them they did gaga wrong yeah <laughs> did her dirty they there did. was a, several that i gasped at nervously because i could then i was like oh okay that's ryan reynolds with air quotes <laughs> he he wasn't bad looking he just didn't look like ryan reynolds yeah, it's a good looking wax figure of a guy yeah just a nice looking man but oh yeah the presidents were probably the worst trump was beat the fuck up <laughs> It was, it, I would love a video of him seeing that to see his reaction because, I mean, we were taken aback and we're not him. So I, he's gotta hate it. They're like in order. So they have the Trump yeah. one kind of up on the back shelf and then the Obama is on the front shelf and again, it's okay. He's kind of like, Hey, give me one of these. Yeah. He's the cool president. I mean, we all knew that already. Bill Clinton is next to him and Bill Clinton's like, Hmm. <laughs> Has been shanked. But then like half Fully of them, shanked. I was like, they're all looking at our tits. Like their eyes were cast down and you like they were all just chest level no matter where you're going. And then Thomas they, they Jefferson, was he a president? Yeah. <laughs> I'm real bad with history. I I don't even, even apologize about it. If you gun to my head right now, if you ask me to name I don't, how many presidents have there even been, I don't even know that. If you'd ask me to name... 20 of them couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, well, we did. We, we I could probably do 20. FDR was a vampire. He had on like a cloak, a, a very situation, cool cake situation. And then was it Miller Fillmore that you go, he's dressed like Hugh Hefner? <laughs> it was. He, he had was. like a velvet smoking jacket. But Jefferson, no matter where you went, his eyes followed you. It was very unnerving. Yeah, it was uh, the Hall Can of Presidents. Can you name all the presidents in order? Did you learn that as a kid? No. I didn't either. No. We some over. kids know how to do that. Well, Godspeed. Good for you kids. <laughs> that sounds nice. I don't know. I feel like, why do you need to know that? You know? Yeah. It's, it's one just... of those things like you learned in school, but it was just memorization, which just means you're good at memorizing stuff. We could do this. I could do the States. We had the 1550 United States that I learned in uh, grade school. Okay. Jonathan Colton has a really good president song. I should just memorize that. I, I could name all the States. I will be honest. 
that we got Ella a big United States floor puzzle recently. And um, I didn't know where all of them went. (laughs) And Tommy just stood there watching me try to jam Oregon into like where Wyoming Wyoming should have been. He was like, babe, he goes, I wish I'd filmed that because it I, once you get up to like the Midwest and the Northeast, it's just they're all jumbled together. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, the State Fair of Texas in 1963 featured more than just the giant animatronic cowboy, Big Tex, that had been unveiled only a decade prior. This iteration of the fair included a sweeping exhibit of wax figures that took over that took over the varied industries building, billing itself as the Southwestern Historical Wax Museum. The attraction soon became a year-round staple at Fair Park. This original museum was founded by Mr. and Mrs. William Thomas Bolton, who would fill their halls with wax figures from other museums across the country when those locations would close. There it is. That explains it. (laughs) He was also a very eccentric oil tycoon. No. And (laughs) what have we learned recently? Billionaires are weird and eccentric, and they spend their money on stuff that you're just like... I got to spend this on something. Okay, wax figures. Yeah. Let's do that. And then you get tired of that and you're like, all right, let's go to space. And then you buy an alien ranch. Like and these are like, all real things when you happen die. lately with billionaires. Yeah. yeah. And then you, then you try to find out what happens after you die. But he Full went. Full circle, you become a wax figure. Mm-hmm. He went to London. He went to Marie Tussauds and was like, oh, I like this. And then you just came back and started doing it. And that's what it's like to have money mm-hmm. in America. You can, just do what, you can just find whatever you want and just do it. He's like, can I look under their cloaks and see what's beneath? And they're like, not unless you own it. And he was like, interesting. I'll take a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write you a check. <laughs> just a year after opening and after the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, the museum took advantage of the public's interest in the event by creating several tableaus of the slain president. Overall reactions were mixed, just like they were in this audience. (laughs) And according to Legacy's magazine, reporters called the wax figure displays eerie and discomforting, especially the one depicting Lee Harvey Oswald wielding a rifle from behind a stack of books. And they sold tickets (laughs) to go see it. And people bought them. According to Legacies, Marguerite, Oswald's mother, would visit the figure of her son often, which she mostly approved of. His hairline was incorrect, according to her, but his mouth was perfect. (laughs) Drew Hunter, the Wax Museum's creative director, told reporters, There may have been a few that thought it was uh, disrespectful to have Oswald right there with Kennedy and such. Uh, It was a little, you know, I guess, sensationalistic. But hey, it's a wax museum. (laughs) I feel like, but hey, it's a wax museum should be the tagline because you just, that's a get out of jail free card. You can have them do anything. And you're like, it's a wax museum. You're like, I was pinched in the hall of horrors. And they're like, hey, it's a wax museum. Like, can happen. My husband left me for Nicki Minaj's waxed anus. It's a wax museum. We are atheists, and now my kid wants to know all about Jesus. It's a wax museum. Like You can get away with anything. I came to see the Genesis display, not the one from the Bible, the one with the band, and now he's in the, <laughs> he's in the Last Supper. That's Phil Collins. I swear that's a Phil Collins figure. 
Is he, we got to find out you if know. Phil Collins isn't. I bet he's in a museum somewhere, and we need to do a side by side to yeah. see if it's the same. Because <laughs> at some point, they just probably reuse molds and tweak it a little bit, right? Let's, well, they don't know what each individual disciple looked like, so you just go through the catalog of 1970s rockers and like, yeah. fucking man, it's a wax museum. <laughs> Sinisterhood will be right back. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy, the online therapy app that I use to access my therapy and talk to my therapist wherever I'm at. And what better way to do therapy during the holiday season when you're traveling and you mm-hmm. might not be home, but you still, the holidays are stressful. It's one of the times that you might need therapy the most and you can still have access to talking to them. It's awesome. And I don't, even if I don't, you know, have somewhere I can go sneak off and do a video session or a call session, I can just send him a text message. Mm-hmm. Or my therapist is so sweet. And if I forget to check in, which sometimes I do, she just sends me weekly, really thoughtful messages. It'll be like, hey, I hope xyz thing we just talked about is going really well for you and it's it's just very thoughtful and it reminds me to take care of me that's awesome well the best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies we got oil changes for our cars to prevent bigger issues down the road we go to the doctor and go to the gym to take care of our bodies to prevent injury and disease some of us do chores regularly to avoid a messy house going to therapy is like all of the above it's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road Going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Sinisterhood listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Sinister. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Sinister. Boy, every time I shave, I hack myself to death with those cheap <laughs> razors from the store. Oh. I mean, my skin, nicks in my knees, nicks in my, all those little plastic handle razors. The ones you used when you first started learning how oh, to yeah. shave back in way middle back school. Way back when, and that, mm-hmm. that shaving cream I used to use when I was in middle school that I was like, I'll just keep buying it, even though my legs are like dry as hell now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Athena clubs changed the game. Different ball game all together. Athena Club's razor is designed with built-in skin guards to help prevent razor burn while being gentle on curves. So I don't be hacking myself anymore. And we got a lot of curves. So thank you, <laughs> Athena Club. The razor blade is surrounded by a water-activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid, which is a holy grail for skincare. The best part is the razor kit's only $9. It comes with two blade heads, a magnetic hook for shower storage, which let's just say that's a game changer right mm-hmm. there, and your choice of Handle color. I have the midnight blue handle cover. Color. I have rose gold. I feel very fancy with my very, and it's like a, it's a weighty razor. I like a it is. solid. It's a solid razor. Yes. And you can get those colors or they have six options total, but they also have black and white razors. If you just, you're a minimalist, you're a traditionalist, you just mm-hmm. want to go with what you know, you can do that too. And you never have to worry about running out of refills or being stuck with dull, overused razors. You can choose how often replacement blades are sent to you with free shipping. That means fresh, ready-to-use razors always arrive right when you need them. And you have their cloud shave foam, which I love. I've told you I was using the garbage that I used to use when I was a teen. I have upgraded. Mm-hmm. This stuff is premium. It's a premium experience. It, like, nourishes your skin. And I just love how it, like, whoosh, 
when it comes out, it like poofs up. It's like a marshmallow. It it's is. It's so lovely. Yeah, it's like shaving a cloud. <laughs> I'm also uh, all about practical gifts during mm-hmm. the holiday season. And what does it, what do most people do? They shave. Shave. Something. Shave their parts. Shave something on them. So, you know, this is just like something that you wouldn't think that will be a big hit, but it will be a big hit. For and you sure. love stocking stuffers, so I do. this could be a stocking stuffer. It easily could be. And it comes in a very nice box. It's all presented very nicely. You just put that in the stocking. You're good to go. Show your skin or someone else's skin that you care with the Athena Club Razor Kit. Sign up today and you'll get 20% off your first order. Just go to athenaclub.com and use promo code SINISTER. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with promo code SINISTER for 20% off. Um, packing to leave for the holidays, and uh, you know what? I got in my bag. What? Got my fancy shoes. Nice. I got my Sarah Flint Natalie flats because I'm trying to make a good impression on my in-law. I'm trying to look stylish. I'm trying to also be comfortable, though, because we're going to be in a major metropolitan area, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be walking around a lot. And these shoes will do all of those things. This is why we love Sarah Flint. It's because these shoes are designed by a woman and actually made for women to walk in. It should not have taken this long for someone to realize a pair of designer shoes that are going to last for years should actually be comfortable enough to wear and can look as great as any other designer shoes. I uh, also have the Natalie Flats. They go with everything. Jeans, Mm -hmm. dresses, shorts. They can You Mm -hmm. can dress them up, dress them down. So no matter what you're doing Mm -hmm. on your trip... I'm ready. You're ready. Yeah. You can uh, paint the town brown because we have shoes brown. <laughs> That's true. And it's Paris' last name is Brown. That's right. Paris Brown. <laughs> and also, what is it? They're saddle vachette. Like, they're a nice tan camelish color. Oh, yes. That they're I very, love. yes. They they look very uh, lush. I feel like I'm oh, yeah. very fancy when I'm wearing them. I love my Sarah Flint shoes. Sarah Flint is a woman designing shoes for women which is why her timeless footwear offers style without sacrifice. You get looks, quality, and what all women want in shoes, comfort. Unlike other brands, when Sarah Flint says made in Italy, they mean just that. Every part of their shoes is 100% handcrafted in Italy by skilled artisans at family-owned factories that have been around for generations. That means not only a slow and careful production process, but also a more sustainable one. In Sarah Flint shoes, you see smart details like extra padding, a wider toe box, or insoles shaped to support your foot's natural arch. They don't just say they're comfortable. Their shoes actually walk the walk. And did we mention how chic they are? It's no wonder that celebs like Lady Gaga, Serena Williams, Carly Kloss have all been seen stepping out in Sarah Flint shoes. I always say, whatever Amal Clooney does, I'm going to do. And Amal loves these shoes, I'm in. Done and done. Sarah Flint shoes cost hundreds less than other designer brands. They're priced direct to consumer. No middlemen, no markups. You pay for quality and nothing else. Step into quality, design, and comfort in a pair of Sarah Flint shoes. As a special welcome offer for Sinisterhood listeners, you'll get $50 off your first Sarah Flint purchase when you go to sarahflint.com slash creepy. Tell you what, if I got one of these under the tree, I'd be a happy camper. Oh, you know what? That would be, you make Christmas, you make whatever holiday you're celebrating. This gift puts mm-hmm. you at the top of somebody's list for next year. It would, which yes. is why you give gifts, right? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> you give gifts so you receive better <laughs> gifts the following year. This is going to do that. Go to sarahflint.com/creepy for fifty dollars off. That's sarahflint.com/creepy. In May of 1972. 
The museum expanded into a family business as the Bolton's daughters, Sally and Patsy, had also begun working there. The whole business moved locations from Fair Park to a new 35,000-square-foot building on a 10-acre parcel of land off I-30 in Grand Prairie. Using a Bowie knife, Davy Crockett's great-grandson, David W. Crockett, cut the ceremonial ribbon alongside the sister of Audie Murphy, World War II's most decorated soldier. What a crew. This is a party, man. <laughs> it's a wax museum. It's a Davy wax Crockett. museum. Come on down. <laughs> Once it opened its doors, the museum billed itself as the largest wax museum in the United States as its collection grew to over 100 figures across 37 scenes. The Fort Worth Star-Telegram described the initial Grand Prairie structure as resembling a two-story hotel from an old west town, painted red and yellow with a gunslinger, weapon drawn on the sign. <laughs> Another museum enthusiast reminisced about the intense nature of the old museum displays. Writing online. It was very detailed, and it even had some graphic statues of beheading with red bubbling fountains. <laughs> this was not there when we went. Nah, it's just it shifted a little bit, but yeah, that's uh, that's what the people wanted, I suppose. Well, you know, it's like a real life book come to life. If you want to know, like, if you're trying to picture, like, how did this Oswald stuff go down? It's like, you know what we can do. We can just get a bunch of wax figures and just reenact the whole thing. And like you said, people went. That was a lot of the newspaper articles around that time was, can you believe these monsters created this Kennedy display? Anyway, there was a line around the building. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, because people Who's nasty. the monster? The creators or the ones going to see it? Mm-hmm. It's like, people are nasty. Come on now. Mm-hmm. In addition to wax figures, the museum housed a collection of Wild West antique guns and movie memorabilia. Because fuck it. It's a wax museum. <laughs> According to the Grand Prairie Daily News, the museum's Western Frontier Gun Show brought together over 300 antique weapons, including guns that belonged to Sam Houston, Billy the Kid, Buffalo Bill Cody, and others. It also included 230 specimens of barbed wire. That's so many. I, I feel like one no. is good, right? They're different. They, these were there, too. We saw all of these. And 300 Native American artifacts. The movie memorabilia side included a, co a costume John Wayne wore in a movie and one of the replica cars from the Bonnie and Clyde movie. Although the museum had a lot of attractions inside, fans admitted the quality ran the gamut, with one visitor in the 80s saying, Some of the wax figures were fantastic, while others were just plain creepy. Also, when they bought that car, they were really pissed off because it had no bullet holes in it. And in the end of the movie, there's a big shootout and there's bullet holes. So they just took a gun, probably one of the hundreds that they had around, and shot up the car. <laughs> so it wasn't even authentic from the movie. No. Dang. Like, hey, can't kid. believe anything there. See? Believe it or not. That's, that's why we don't know. They're and a lying lot of people, to us. A lot of people thought it was the actual car from real life from Bonnie and Clyde, when in fact, it was a movie replica that was then See, later shot up. They want you to think that. Just like the turtle. That turtle. Fucking turtle. That turtle wasn't born like that. Nobody <laughs> carved that into it. The museum continued to expand, adding more attractions like the American Cattle Breeders Hall of Fame in 1979. It's a wax museum. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> At opening weekend of the Hall of Fame, visitors could enter to win a raffle for a yearling bull, which can weigh between 1,300 and 2,000 pounds. Step right up. <laughs> like, what? I, we drove here in a Buick. <laughs> How am I going to get well, this home? Now. It also added figures of famous Texas Rangers, officers of the statewide law enforcement agency, who would lend their uniforms and service weapons to the museum after their retirement. 
In order to make the figures as realistic as possible, the management carefully trained light bulbs on each figure, with manager Bill Olson telling the Irving Daily News, Listen, lighting is important to wax figures. They lose their life likeliness when the light is taken off of them. In that 1978 interview, Bill also confirmed that the rifles in the wax figure's hands were all real because... I mean, it's just almost impossible to make a rifle look authentic. So that's why you can't take the lights off of them, because they take the guns and they fight back. <laughs> uh, this segues nicely, and so I don't watch Doctor Who, but I bet a lot of people here do. <laughs> Fewer than I thought. Same with the visiting... I've, it's probably the same people. Vox Museum, Doctor <laughs> Who watchers. I bet y'all are the same wars. Uh, that Venn diagram definitely crosses. But I was Googling, like, scary wax uh, scenes today, and there was an episode of Doctor Who called Blink. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. everybody knows. I only watched, like, five minutes, and I don't know if I can watch Doctor Who now, ever, mm-hmm. and there's been, like, a hundred seasons, because there are, like, these stone demon statues that if unless you're looking at them they come to life so they'll be like staring at them and they're just like but then they turn around try and get the door and then they turn back around and they're like five feet closer to them and they just kept like getting closer and closer it was terrifying so that's what happens to these guys when you take the Mm -hmm. lights off of them they move around and they have real guns so buy the ticket at your own will (laughs) it's mario ghost rules like if you turn on the ghost it comes after you in the mario game Oh, I, I, is that, we're replaying Luigi's Mansion. I told you how yes. I wasn't there when King Boo was defeated. They beat Luigi's Mansion without Christy and she was devastated. <laughs> I was. So now Ella and I are replaying it. I had to stop last night because I was real irritated. I couldn't get out of the kitchen. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. These rats kept attacking the me. The game kitchen. The kitchen in the game. You weren't stuck <laughs> in your own kitchen. Okay. No. I had to clarify no. that. There's a, you can just walk in and out of our kitchen. There's not a door or anything. <laughs> but I was stuck in the game kitchen and Ella's like, you gotta go over there. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. She knows how to beat it already, but she's doing it for me. She's replaying this just for me. And I'm letting her down because I'm, <laughs> I'm not Tommy when it comes to video games. Nobody is. That's very true. From the late 1970s throughout the 80s, the museum celebrated Halloween with its haunted nights. A 1984 article in the Forest Star-Telegram about the haunted house at the museum described promotional photos as So vivid they could not be printed in a family newspaper. <laughs> Between 1985 and 1991, a traveling character named Doc- Dr. Mephistus Blood, the physician of fear, hosted an annual Trial by Fear event at the Wax Museum. In a commercial, he wore a metal half-mask covering his face, and beckon viewers, See my trial by fear, where you shall meet the terrors of your darkest nightmares face to face. Remember, you are being observed. Whoop! <laughs> Took a turn yeah. at the end. <laughs> Come to this creepy museum. I'll be filming you. We're watching. <laughs> Ignore the holes in the ceiling and the cameras poking down. <laughs> the red lights are demons, not cameras. My worst fear. Going to... Uh, wax museum is already scary then it's upped by this doctor blood mm-hmm. and then they're watching you and probably i don't know some <laughs> saw situation at the end or hostile or something i thought you were gonna say they were jerking off that's oh. worse. i don't know i don't know what's worse i'm not sure that too that too worse. yeah i mean 
He's like, why do you think I wear this mask? We we talked to several employees at the museum yesterday to ask if they've ever experienced paranormal things. How do I not uh, get thrown out of places? I'm like checking out for the Diet Coke. I'm like, so you ever seen a ghost here? <laughs> to their credit, they were like, yeah, I have. Yeah, we're like, oh, I didn't think it'd be that easy. Can you tell us about it? And then, you know, we asked uh, three, two out of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the percentage of that, but... 66.6666. I don't think that's right, but it was funny. Is it? Two-thirds is 66.666. I don't know. <laughs> I'm smart, but not about everything. I Just only, certain things. Oh, so we say it's a, we have a deep knowledge, not a wide knowledge. Yes. I'm only smart with math on spreadsheets, I've learned. So, and uh, we haven't anymore. released our Houston episode yet, but... There's a good five minutes of Heather learning something new. We'll just, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, they don't tell you everything you need to know in integrated physics and chemistry class. Apparently not. And, and Mesquite ISD. They do not go over, they do not go over some things. <laughs> um, so when Heather sends me her notes for the outline, I read through <laughs> and I always put my own notes. I have a question about it and she'll go back and answer them. So after what I'm about to read, I'll read your note. Okay. After too many of the actors were beaten up by the wax figures. <laughs> I just left it in. I didn't answer it. She did it. I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the popular Halloween attraction was eventually closed. I would still like to know who beat these people up. Customers, man. The, back in the 80s, they did a, a deal with Whataburger, and if you bought Whataburger, you got a coupon to go to the Festus Blood Show. That's a good deal. It was like, the Palace of Wax and Whataburger present your worst nightmare. <laughs> Uh, but I think it was the, uh, the riffraff, uh, you know, the customers that paid a buck to get in and we're like, I mean, you hit me. That's true. I did. I put, and I'm friends with you. Yeah. You love me and you hit me. That Imagine. car got me. It was like, we'd gone in this room. We're like, there's nothing going on here, but there was this weird car, and, but it, it seemed just harmless. And all of a sudden we were in there for so long. It was just like, bah, bah, and the <laughs> lights started flashing and I just punched her straight in the back of the head. And then uh, I couldn't leave because I was laughing so hard. I had to cross my legs so I didn't pee on myself. I filmed all of it. We because I've it had two over 10-pound babies come out of there, and that's what happens. Thank you. Uh, when your pelvic floor says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so I couldn't even leave, and it just kept honking, kept and up. I was like, stop it. <laughs> she was she was legs twisted, crying, laugh crying, going, stop it, I can't, stop it, stop it, stop it. And I couldn't figure out, is there, like, surely that's not someone's job is to stand, it has to be randomized. It's got to be, like, There's not a person triggered by there. something. Yeah. Or there was, and they're like, I'm just laying on this. Man. That's her yeah. Job. Well, because at the end, <laughs> we, did, we get out. We get out of the whole thing. And Heather's in front. And we go out. And, like, there's a loud noise. And we scream. But then we turn. And two employees from the museum are changing a light bulb. And they're just standing there. And we scream right in their faces. 
And they just like nothing. Looked back at us. They're like, we get this all the time. We're we're real. We're not wax figures. <laughs> I'm like, why would you do that to people? Right there by the evil clown Party display. On edge. Yes, it was. There was an evil doll display, a clown display. It was all the things that you would think it would be nightmares that are creepy. Yeah. Well, they weren't beaten up by the wax figures, but <laughs> that we I don't know. know. Of, that I, we know. Believe it or not. I'm going to believe that they were. If someone punches you in the darkness, you don't know if it was Ronald Reagan, sure. the person, or the figure. <laughs> These hands are hard. If this hits you, you wouldn't know. If this, I didn't mean to get that close I to your face know. with it. I'm after sorry. yesterday, I'm a little touchy. <laughs> <laughs> She's gun shy after I knocked her in the head the other day. But if this hits you, I mean, in the it heat hurt. of the moment, you wouldn't know. Like, is that a wax figure or a real hand? That's pretty hard. It's pretty loud. Yeah, they did tell us, keep this in a cool place, because it will melt. And I was like, oh, I was just going to keep it on my back porch. They were like, hey, don't don't shove that up your ass. I, was like, I wasn't. It's two fists. That's a lot. Like, hey, yeah. we don't judge. We don't judge here. We're just saying. You gotta, we're not you gotta responsible. Up to that. We're not responsible. We're not king shaming anybody, but I do feel like you have to work up to this. <laughs> this is... This is a lot right here. Some of them, though, because they had a like, whole display of the poses people will do. Some of them were just like... My favorite was it was... Uh, so three fingers like, down. Those you might be able to get up there. It was three fingers down, thumb to the side, pinky up, and it was painted like a Starbucks drink, and the pinky was the straw. I didn't see that one. Oh, my I God. took a picture of it. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. That's good. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Wax hands. <laughs> I love wax hands. Yeah. It was so, it was so weird. Just constant. It's like they said, one, we'll give you the, we'll give you admission to the laser show for free. If you say wax hands. Don't do it. It's a, it's a, it's a joke. It's not <laughs> worth it. Well, undeterred, the museum kept their attractions up to date, which led to people coming back for more. According to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, the museum also invested in new figures when demand increased. They even upgraded existing figures when the first draft didn't come out quite right. Those second attempts were sometimes not successful either. In a 1985 interview, director of marketing Joe Levesque told the Star-Telegram, uh, One of the biggest problems is finding wax artists who do living contemporary characters. You know, we'd add a lot more if we could find good artists. We have added Ronald Reagan twice. <laughs> The new one was worse than the first one. <laughs> so uh, we're waiting for a better version right now. So that is three that we were looking at. That's the third. That's number three and still not good. Right. All the, or the, too good. Maybe too good. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll get into uh, the uncanny valley of all of this in just a minute. Mm. Founder Thomas Bolton passed away in 1976, leaving his daughters Sally and Patsy as co-owners of the museum. A decade later, on October 22nd, 1987, Patsy was preparing for the most important event of the year at the museum, the dress rehearsal of the Halloween show. The event was a success, and a content Patsy headed home for the evening. Perhaps unable to sleep from the night's festivities, Patsy took a dose of NyQuil to help her get some rest, as she was often wont to do. Unbeknownst to Patsy, that dose would prove fatal. Yeah... Eight days after Patsy Wright's death, test results revealed that she had been poisoned by a lethal dose of strychnine, a highly toxic, colorless poison most commonly used to kill unwelcome rodents. Remembering police had confiscated a bottle of NyQuil at the crime scene, the medical examiner tested the cold medicine for anything suspicious. Sure enough, the results confirmed what the ME suspected, strychnine. 
With product tampering and suicide ruled out, homicide detectives began to look into the case. Soon, a list of possible suspects began to take shape, including Patsy's recent ex-husband, a rival wax museum owner. It's hard to meet people. It is, yeah. And then once you meet someone that's into that, you kind of, I mean, Shared it's, a, it's a niche. It's a niche. It's niche. Despite several suspects and motives, Patsy's murder remains unsolved. This is a big DFW a big local crime mystery. Yeah, because... In fact, we're going to be covering it soon. Yeah, we're going to do a whole episode just dedicated to that because there's a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have you. So, we... It's... This... The focus of this was the Wax Museum, but we have... I mean, you really have to mention that because it was such a... I mean, huge case of the time, searching the newspaper archives. It was all like mystery with the wax museum owner. What happened? What were the motives and everything? And then as uh, not, you're probably not shocked, a lot more mysterious things continued to happen after Mm -hmm. this. Three years earlier, 23-year-old Lori Williams had died after undergoing surgery meant to treat symptoms that indicated appendicitis or arsenic poisoning. Lori had started her job at the wax museum in souvenir sales before working her way up way up to assistant to Patsy Wright. The two were so close that Patsy's whole family attended Lori's wedding, according to her mother's interview in the Star-Telegram. After her boss's murder in 1987, private investigator Bill Deere worked with Lori's family to test her tissue for possible evidence of poisoning. The results showed no sign of arsenic poisoning, but were inconclusive as to strychnine, the same substance that killed Patsy. Bill Deere remained steadfast, telling reporters, I think Lori Williams was murdered to scare Patsy Wright to death. It's very suspicious that two people who worked at the same place died of possibly the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, she worked side by side with her. So mm-hmm. it's, again, then this just adds another layer. Mm-hmm. Still mourning the sudden death of her sister, Sally did her best to keep the museum up and running. For the most part, everything just seemed to be going well. However, that would soon change. In an interview with the Irving Daily News, museum manager Bill Olson made a prescient comment regarding the temperature at which the figures must be stored. It would take a fire virtually to melt a wax figure. On September 9th, 1988, at 4.15 p.m., a call went out to all available firefighters. The museum was in flames. I mean, that's just like 800 candles waiting, just ready to go. A photographer that worked in downtown Dallas said that from downtown Dallas, you could see the plumes of smoke and that it was around 415. So it was rush hour and that all the news reporters were trying their best to get there as fast as possible because they knew they were like, it's wet. Minutes. (laughs) You got minutes. Yeah. Initially, investigators determined the fire was started by a faulty breaker box. However, later investigators said they could not determine the importance of the electrical box with Fire Lieutenant D.R. Connor telling the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, It was never proved whether the short was the cause of the fire or the result of it. There were just too many coincidences. Some of the suspicious circumstances of the fire included the sheer number of people present when it broke out, 30 guests and 20 employees. One customer, J.L. Williams, was inside Dr. Blood's Theater of Horrors when a different kind of horror began. He told the Tyler Courier Times, We thought it was part of the special effects, you know, something to scare you. We was all joking about it, but the smoke kept getting greater and greater. So, you know, we started walking to the front and then we saw the employees running. So, (laughs) don't don't get the guests, get the fuck out of here. Leave them. (laughs) How do we know who to save anyway? Yeah, that's true. If they're not melting, then they can run. Yes. 
And then Reagan just steps down off his, it's like, Ugh. he drops a match. You're like, fuck, it was Reagan the whole time. The blaze was roaring by the time the Grand Prairie Fire Department showed up three minutes after being called. According to Lieutenant Connor, this pointed to the blaze either being ongoing for a while before being detected or to it spreading rapidly due to the cause of an accelerant, according to the Star-Telegram. Lieutenant Connor was also suspicious of how the wax figures were treated after the blaze. Although some were harmed only slightly in the fire, there were very few salvage attempts made to save them. Lieutenant Connor told reporters, In the matter of a few minutes, the whole building was totally involved. That just does not happen. Well, unless you got I mean, a bunch of what? I mean, you know. I mean, I mean, there's like a lot of flammable stuff around. Also, I love that he's like, hey, these are still good. You can take these home. <laughs> Reuse them. <laughs> and the people are like, nah, we're good. We don't need it. Just let us This was already a, a nightmare fuel for a lot of people. <laughs> we can't put these, you know, <laughs> just figured wax museums just like half melted off. You stick them up in on the, these displays. Uh, Last Supper, man. Put a wig on it. <laughs> Turn its back to people. They don't know. All told, the losses as a result of the three-hour blaze totaled nearly $4 million, with some items being considered invaluable and irreplaceable, including the dress Judge Sarah T. Hughes wore on Air Force One as she, as she swore in Linda B. Johnson following the Kennedy assassination. 300 figures were burned or disfigured in the blaze and took with them clothes from the celebrities on whom they were modeled, including Mickey Mantle and Ginger Rogers. Well, the good thing is they all ran out. Everybody ran out. It was only wax figures that were harmed in the blaze. Yeah, but don't they have feelings, Heather? <laughs> I'm convinced that wax figures were once people. God! <laughs> um, Heather was asking, have you seen that Paris Hilton movie, House of Wax? And I said, do you mean the documentary? I have seen that. <laughs> Never been the same. They're like, yeah, everybody got out of the blaze, but it was just a lot of screaming. <laughs> <laughs> like the prior mysterious deaths, the fire at the museum also remains unsolved. Deputy Police Chief Rick White told the McAllen Monitor, There's a lot of information about this thing, with the wax museum being a common link. Any hope of catching the arsonist who started the fire was dashed when the original file containing all the investigation materials disappeared from a locked file cabinet inside a locked room at the Grand Prairie Fire Department. Lieutenant Connor told reporters, It did end up missing and it never did rematerialize. <laughs> we, you know, we tried closing the drawer and yelling, presto, change out and reopening it and it never came back. It was the damnedest thing. That's like such an official way to be like, we got jacked. We got fucking jacked. <laughs> did did they ever lose something once and it did rematerialize? <laughs> you know, it happened to my car keys a while back. <laughs> the damnedest thing. They just reappeared. They were right there in the bottom of the toilet where I was, that was the last place I looked. <laughs> the museum reopened following the fire on March 31st, 1990. The building's new design was based on King George IV's Royal Pavilion in Brighton, England. The new building housed both the renamed Palace of Wax and the new Ripley's, believe it or not, under the same roof. The owners hired 23-year-old Peter Carcillo to crank out over 90 wax figures for opening day, with additional figures being added in the years following. According to the Paris News, Carrillo worked at triple speed to complete the work. Sales director Mary Ann Moore denied that the speed impacted quality... <laughs> Telling reporters. Well, yeah, the average artist does about 12 figures a year. And yes, Peter is creating 90. 
in 14 months, but we don't think that the quality has suffered. You know, we've asked him to do the impossible, and he has delivered. That math just doesn't add. I mean, granted, I didn't know what two thirds was, so, but I don't think this math. I mean, if you do up. twelve a year, that's one a month. Which again, if I you, knew that. But I'm saying, if you watch the the Marie Tussauds people, they are not doing one a month, and they have a huge team. So you could make one a month. That doesn't mean you should make mm-hmm. one a month. Yeah, he was doing. Yeah, that's a lot more than three times regular speed. That's a lot of pressure, and he was probably were hot and sweaty, which made him have to start over. He just kept <laughs> it's all melt, over me, melting his creation. Son of a bitch. <laughs> So could all this chaos surrounding the museum have caused supernatural occurrences? Books about paranormal activity in the DFW area always mention the Palace of Wax and its unusual goings-on. In the books Spirits of the Border, The History and Mystery of the Lone Star State, author Ken Hudnell wrote of witnesses who reported feeling strange presences around the museum. Additionally, the paranormal energy was often blamed for a number of unusual electrical malfunctions that could not be explained. That's also a real good excuse if you're a shitty electrician. <laughs> you're like, I don't know, it was the ghost. It's I a wax know. museum, fuck it. I don't know, it's, it's a wax museum. <laughs> Among the strange sounds heard in the building, staffers have reported unexplained bells and ghastly screaming. When the building was empty, Hudnell reports security guards have seen motion detectors go off, despite there being no guests in the building. For a million dollars a year, I'd never be a security guard at the Wax Museum at night. No. A million dollars. I was, earlier I was thinking, what would it take for me to have just a regular job there? And I decided, a thousand dollars a day, I work for an hour a day. That was, (laughs) that's my price. And you're, what are you doing to the figures in that hour? I am standing behind the register. That's I'm it. not moving. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to be able where I can see everything going on. You uh, have a lot of cameras at your house. And I do. Traveling with Heather, every time one of them uh, sensor goes off, her phone buzzes. So it's a lot of somebody at my door. There's nobody there. Probably a bird. <laughs> oh, wait. Is that the dog? I don't see anything. God, either someone's there or it was a moth. Like, just, just constant. Oh, constant. Yeah. I'm like, when they pop up on my phone, too, I get a little image. And I'm like, oh, look, there's Paris. <laughs> he's watching television. Yeah. That happened one night. Um, <laughs> and she goes, oh, he's playing Madden. Text Paris to see if he responds while I'm watching him play Madden. <laughs> he did. But we're right like, away. you're playing a dangerous game, Heather. <laughs> Real dangerous want, game. You never want to see him go, nah. Nah. <laughs> like, nah. like, Man. Oh. <laughs> it's like ugh. <laughs> there's video evidence of a very happy smile and a there response. it was and he replied right away it was almost like he knew he was being watched <laughs> yeah first he went <laughs> Chrissy separately texted him blink twice if you need help <laughs> One supernatural enthusiast claims to have interviewed several current and former employees, all of whom confirm the existence of paranormal activity. In his interviews, he claims several staff members insisted they have seen a woman who they initially believed to be another employee walking between the various displays in the museum. Only rather than clocking out, this ghastly co-worker has a habit of vanishing into thin air. I mean, now we know you can go anywhere when you die, according That's to true. the Stanley Hotel. Mm-hmm. So it could be, it could this be a happy a, staff member. This is a 
an environment where you would just constantly be going like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, shit. It's not like just like worried you were bumping into somebody, but it's really mm-hmm. a wax figure. Just like, ah, as soon as you walk around the corner. When I went to take a photo of you with Peter Dinklage, I <laughs> it just caught again. It was Ryan Reynolds out of the corner of my eye. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Because, you know, it's, and it wasn't even that he moved. I guess just like the way my eyes, I don't know. Several times I was like, <laughs> We're on, you're on edge the whole time you're the whole there. Time. You can't relax. You got to look alive. Mm-hmm. Other employees believe they spotted a spectral visage of a female walking the back office hallways near where the nightly paperwork gets filled out. Still other ghosts insist on being more physically active with rumors that displays are moved on their own with no human hands doing the work. Now keep that ghost. Everybody wants to be over at the Last Supper, and they keep putting them over at uh, the Jimmy Kimmel set. Nobody wants to be over there. I like that. So you walk in one of the rooms, and on the left, it's Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake. I can see that. They're pals. And then there's a full Jimmy Kimmel set, and then just on the other side of the room, for no reason, sitting in a chair with his legs crossed, smiling, is Bill Gates. Like, he's directing the scene. It makes no sense. And I didn't even really get the Jimmy Kimmel. I didn't get Justin Timberlake being there because the other, like, talk show host, but then he's just, like, there. And then there was another room that was, like, Hitler and Kim Jong-un, but then also, like... uh, Mother Teresa. Like, Mother Teresa. Gandhi. And Gandhi and the royals. And it was just a lot. Like, they're like, we got to put these somewhere. I don't know. We're not, we don't have another room. We just got to, we got to make it work. And the Pope, uh, the new Pope has got his hand out like Tony Stark Mm -hmm. as Iron Man. (laughs) And I just went up and put my head in it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's nice. There's a whole room that's just Marvel and there's a huge Hulk. And I just went up and put my hand right on his junk. And Heather has a picture of that. <laughs> um, they did not have an appropriate bulge. It was not symmetrical to the rest of his body. Yeah. it's And then it's like uh, Batman, the Riddler, the Undertaker, John Cena. <laughs> like, a lot of it is like, what is the, what's in common here? What's and I was the like, theme? Heroes the theme? Yeah. and villains? I don't know. John Cena is a hero? <laughs> and, uh... I think he is. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. And then a rock, the rock, the but not the guy. rock. It doesn't. It did. Look no, like the, the rock. rock is hot. And this figure did not. Do Would not fuck. Zero out of 10. No. <laughs> I don't want to see that in a sex movie. Mm-mm. The John Cena, maybe. I don't know. Mm. You could see his little. He, he, I mean, they put real underpants on it and real jean shorts. <laughs> yeah, they did. But they Someone... didn't have a real dick under there. So it's all for show. So what's the point at all? But yeah, I just like to imagine that wax figure on his side and someone's like, oh. <laughs> with the jean shorts <laughs> if you've ever worked in retail and you have to put clothes on a mannequin you know it is not Terrible. easy you're like oh, oh, oh. yeah the arms don't bend normal so i'm I bet it's kind of the same thing the security cameras have allegedly caught vapor wafting in front of their lenses the paranormal researcher also confirms that workers have heard disembodied voices and laughter the list goes on and on However, despite the Wax Museum's section of scary horror movie villains, the researchers said the company is less than thrilled to be talking about the responsibility of real-life haunts, writing, Several attempts have been made to speak with management, but have yielded no official response. However, he writes, One manager did say she had her own experiences, but wouldn't elaborate further. She also said, No one wants to be inside after business hours alone. That's, I... Totally understandable. Yeah. Ghost uh, or not. I also think vapor could just be somebody vaping. <laughs> like, 
you know how it worked? There's always like one corner of the break room that isn't on the camera. So everybody like goes there to smoke or do whatever you do. Um, Whole Foods was a wild place, you guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're just in the corner. Like, could be. But they're hit, just blowing hitting their that, Hitting that apple. Turn into a pipe. And meanwhile, you have the security guard that's like, my God, I caught more of the vape. <laughs> And the employees are like, yeah, it's crazy. You're like, it's why does it smell up. like cotton candy every time this ghost Must appears? Must be a child ghost. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> they didn't. They weren't a child when they died, though, because we know that from the Stanley Hotel. You can come back whatever age you want and wherever you want. When you mm-hmm. die, you pick your age and you pick your location. Mm-hmm. I am going back to the wax museum. That's right. <laughs> Trapped forever. Sinisterhood will be right back. Uh, our entire job is searching horrific things on the internet, embarrassing things, wax figures doing unspeakable acts to one another, reviews I'm about sure we movies. We googled um, how to fish have sex the other day on a yes. live stream, so <laughs> that right. happened. And yeah. birds, and birds, yeah. We see both filthy, was, yeah, filthy stuff. Our search is are- wrecked. Oh, forever. The algorithms know. And you guys are probably thinking, okay, why don't you just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something. Incognito mode, despite what you think you've been hiding, my friend, it does not hide your activity. It does not matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. They know. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when we're at home, we never go online without using ExpressVPN. It does not matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers, so your ISP can't see the sites you visit, uh, and then you don't get as many pop-ups, I imagine, and ads Mm -hmm. and people calling you and all sorts of stuff. So I've been getting all those pop-up ads for wax figure adult films, and (laughs) it's been exhausting. You remember? Nightmare. <laughs> That's what we've been Nightmare Googling. Uh, so ExpressVPN, the best part is it keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. I got to have that. Most of the time, I don't even realize I'm using it. It runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash sinister. You get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash sinister. Expressvpn.com slash sinister to learn more. For this ad break, we want you to take a break. Unclench your jaw, relax your shoulders, and take a deep breath. Sometimes we all need a reminder to take a little time for ourselves, and Calm can help. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com slash creepy, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a limited time promotion of 40% off of a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash creepy. 
Go to calm.com slash creepy for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Sure, the weather's turning and it's getting colder outside, but you know what? I don't really care because I love staying in, staying on my sofa, getting cozy, and watching Sundance Now. They have got all the amazing shows I can't get enough of. I don't even get off the couch. No, stay on that all-form couch all day. Sundance Now is an ad-free streaming service created by AMC Networks for people who appreciate riveting storytelling and fresh perspectives. If you're listening to our show, we know you appreciate both those things. (laughs) So if meaningful shows are your escape, then Sundance Now is definitely for you. Sundance Now offers the best true crime series, dramas, and thrillers from all over the world. Their original series, Dead Places, One Lane Bridge, and The Trail in the Outback, The Lindy Chamberlain Story. All of them are going to get you excited. They're going to entertain you. You're not going to want to turn them off. Mm -mm. Also, Finding Joy Season 1 premieres on November 25th. That's just in a few days. You can binge the full season, which is six episodes. What do you want to do after you're stuffed full of turkey? You Mm -hmm. want to sit on your couch and just binge something. Finding Joy is an exclusive with Acorn TV. Amy Huberman from Striking Out in the Clinic created, wrote, and stars in this quirky, life-affirming Irish comedy. Orderly Structured Joy is dealing with a messy breakup when a new work assignment forces her to look for happiness in the most unusual places. And all good art is about transformation and change and watching someone learn and grow. And when you fall in love with a character like Joy, then you get to watch them go on this journey and follow them. And it's just, it's what exactly what you want. It's like a warm blanket for your brain after mm-hmm. you're cuddled in your warm blanket watching TV. Mm-hmm. You can stream Sundance Now on all your favorite devices for as low as $4.99 a month. Just download the app or watch online and discover exclusive shows from around the world instantly. Start streaming your next obsession. Try Sundance Now free for 30 days by going to SundanceNow.com and using promo code CREEPY. That's SundanceNow.com. Code CREEPY for 30 days of free streaming. That's like the rest of the holidays. That's a whole month. You can get through the holidays. Yes, this will get you through the holidays. <laughs> SundanceNow.com. Code CREEPY. In October of 2018 and 2019, local paranormal investigation groups descended on the Palace of Wax after hours in order to determine whether the urban legends were true. For the low price of $40, amateur ghost hunters were invited to learn how to use professional equipment in ghost hunting 101 and seek out spooky spirits. But could also just bring any equipment you have. <laughs> An attendee gave the event glowing reviews saying... What a great evening. For those that came, we picked a ton of evidence up. Would do again. Though the attendee did not elaborate on what evidence was gathered. One of the co-host organizations, Vortex Paranormal, claimed the event was a success, writing, Phenomenal event tonight. Stay tuned over the next few days as we process evidence. If we caught anything, it is definitely going to be posted. However, the only follow-up post read, Post-investigation dinner at IHOP. It was like three in the morning. I'm scrolling through this page. Like, I'm going to find the evidence that they posted. And they're like, checking in. Who amongst us hasn't had a great idea at midnight and made a bunch of promises? And then at 2 a.m., you're like, going to IHOP. That's all I think about my life. Mm -hmm. The other co-host organization, Lone Star Paranormal, claimed of the 2018 event. Exciting event. Great turnout. Had some guests have experiences. Caught some evidence. We had our guest help us. This totally validated what we do. 
After we review the evidence, including the equipment we left there overnight, we will reveal to our host what we found, and then we will share here. However, there were no follow-up posts made. (laughs) Did the team share their findings with the management who refused to let the information be shared with the public? What are they hiding from us? (laughs) The people need to know. I like that he's like, finally, we're validated. Mom and Dad said I'd amount to nothing. They don't believe in my ghost hunting abilities. But tonight, (laughs) we found evidence, and I will gain their respect. And then it's like, well, buddy, where is it, though? No. I don't know, but I hop... (laughs) All you can eat pancakes. I got Denny's and IHOP confused, and my joke didn't work. That's right. Denny's is moons over my hammy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. IHOP is what? Uh, Rudy, Tootie, Tootie, Fresh and Fruity. Fruity. That's you. right. Thank you. They said don't yell out, but sometimes it works. Thank you. That was a good one. Was I mean, good. you do it judiciously. I asked. I asked. Yeah, we do it judiciously. A staffer we spoke to found herself alone after hours in one of the experiment rooms in the Ripley's Believe It or Not section of the museum. One of the attractions invites guests to test the steadiness of their hands by activating the power on a twisting and winding metal rod and tracing the outline of the rod with a wand without letting the wand touch. If they touch, the machine lets out a high-pitched beeping sound. One night, after the guests were all gone, the employee said she came to the room, cleaning supplies in hand. Then she heard it, the high-pitched beep, and looked behind her to see the wand hanging part on the rod. She believed it was the spirit of a former maintenance worker who had recently passed away. She told us that he was an integral part of the team and it would be like him to come back and say hello to his beloved co-workers after his death. This was very sweet. They were both like, it was him. He loved it here. He loved this place. Like, this mm-hmm. was his home. Like, if, the go- anytime- if you can pick where you go, I think he picked and he came back here. Then the, should they go, he's one of those people that you work with that anytime he's not there, you're like, oh, that's why everything's messed up. Because mm-hmm. he's on here. I, I spoke like, oh, very highly back. of him, yeah. But then she was also like, but I was also like, fucking knock it off. This is scary. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. The fear of sinister wax figures is not a new one. Dozens of horror movies have been made exploring the trope, featuring the rubbery, lifelike creatures at the center of the plot. In the 2005 film House of Wax, starring Paris Hilton, unsuspecting visitors to an abandoned town are murdered before their bodies are covered in molten wax to be put on display at the town's main attraction, the House of Wax. It seems reasonable, even rational, to fear such a horrific fate— However, for some, this fear goes beyond the general creepiness commonly felt and severely impacts their day-to-day lives. Automatonophobia is the fear of human-like creatures, and for those afflicted by it, wax figures, mannequins, statues, dummies, animatronics, and realistic-looking robots can cause severe stress and anxiety. Research shows that with any phobia, there are two causes for the development, according to Healthline. The first is due to a traumatic event occurring. This is known as an experiential phobia and could be the result of seeing a scary movie as a child that left a scarring impression. If automatonophobia develops sans a traumatic event, it's called a non-experiential phobia. Reasons for this might be due to genetics, early brain development, or even being told about a traumatic event involving human-like figures. Or walking five seconds in the wax museum. Yes. (laughs) I read one article, I think it was on Vice, and the guy said he has this, and it, when he traced it back with the therapist, it all started because, do you guys remember the My Buddies? The little, my the buddy. dolls in the 80s? The theme song was like, my buddy, my buddy, 
Wherever I go, he goes. My brother had one. Jesus. Well, he wanted one and he got it. And his parents, he gave it to him and he loved it. But then he saw Child's Play. Fuck. And he was convinced his my buddy was going to come to life and kill him. So instead of telling his parents this, because he was embarrassed what they might say, he took it to the bathroom. No. And he said, tears streaming down his face. This little six-year-old boy peed all over his my buddy. That took a turn. Because I didn't expect that. In his in his mind, he's like, well, my parents, this is rational. My parents will throw it out. And so then I don't have to deal with it. It worked. But he never dealt with that trauma. <laughs> so that's when you work for Vice and you write about it 30 years later. What, what As a parent, you're like, Andrew, where's your my buddy? And he's like, oh, it's covered in piss. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> They don't but go you like, loved my buddy. I know. I'm very upset I'm so about it. Sad. While a full-blown phobia is rare, it is not uncommon for people to feel anxious or nervous when confronted by human-like sculptures such as wax figures. Even the most talented artists cannot exactly replicate the likeness of a living human. And we don't want them to. <laughs> no. The hair appears a little too stiff or stringy. The skin a little too waxy. And the vacant stare of the figure's eyes can evoke feelings of uneasiness and discomfort. When the appearance of the human-like figure goes too far in trying to mimic a realistic human, a sensation occurs known as the uncanny valley. That's what the feeling we got when we went in the president hall. Um, so that's the feeling I got just driving up to the place. <laughs> and then it just got increasingly worse throughout the day. Studies have shown that there is a point in our brains where familiarity of a human-like creature goes from pleasurable to uncomfortable. This dip is what researchers refer to as the uncanny valley. While there isn't conclusive evidence on what causes this, many speculate it can be traced back to evolution. Humans often perceive, perceive silent, unmoving beings as dangerous and unpredictable. Others posit the figures trigger the same response in the brain that occurs when you see something dead or dying. Again, evolution would cause a negative reaction in order to protect oneself from possible disease. That's probably what the movie reviewer was mad at all the uh, creatures yeah. fucking each other in the movie. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they weren't real enough, but they were too real. Yeah. yeah, so there's like a point where we all think dolls and stuffed animals and like animation in movies is cute. And then it drops down suddenly when it reaches a certain point. And then some say... It can come back up if you get past that valley and even itself up. But others say it's not a valley, it's a wall. And once you smack into it, <laughs> there's no going back. And I feel like I'm part of that camp. Well, I think when you hit it, you stop. Don't do that yeah. to yourself. Don't keep going. There's nothing good on the other side. <laughs> the uncanny valley phenomena is not limited to horror movies. When early test screenings of Shrek were shown to audiences, <laughs> children often cried and screamed when Princess Fiona appeared on screen. Filmmakers realized that she was simply too lifelike and made the children uncomfortable. In order for the movie to be successful, animators changed the princess's appearance to be more cartoon-like before the movie's worldwide release. Yeah, that's uh, another thing that's going to cause a vice writer like 30 years from now to write about their feelings. I, I pissed all over the movie theater seat. <laughs> it was crazy. I shot it right at the screen. I still think princess fiona is unsettling looking yeah i don't love the movie shrek mm. any of them really hot take yeah i it was that do people love shrek people love shrek yeah oh. people love shrek people love shrek i'm what a monster. i don't know what i don't love is the broadway version of shrek 
and the makeup that's on that guy's face. Is it makeup or is it a I'm going to show it to you. Is I'm it a, a, like yeah, a, a costume head? Um, it's, it's an abomination, I think, truly. <laughs> if I had to put a finger on it about what it is. Um, it's what this, it's whatever that is. Oh. Oh my God. Is that donkeys? Yes. <laughs> oh. No. Look at it. Look no. at it. Stare into it. No. Stare at its face. See, they won't even show you Fiona because she's totally <laughs> fucked. Don- Donkey looks like something out of a Jordan Peele movie. That is, that is not right. His, his eyes. He looks like a rabbit, like a scary rabbit. Yeah. That's not good. They show that, that to children. No. Don't Mm-mm. let, the, don't let yours watch it. Oh. She has watched Shrek. She doesn't. No, she no, doesn't the Broadway it. one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In 2019, the internet lost its mind after the release of the film adaptation of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats. <laughs> Audience were both amused and horrified at the sight of James Corden, Dame Judi Dench, and Rebel Wilson dancing and singing on the big screen in skin-tight unitards covered in fur. The film was a bo- box office flop, but for some, the damage was far greater. Moviegoers took to Twitter, calling the feline fever dream weird, creepy, and nightmare-inducing. <laughs> I have not seen this, but I need to. Yeah, yeah, you... Um, have you seen it? I've seen clips from it. There was also some issues because they were trying to rush it to theaters yes. on time, and so there were just parts that I saw where it was Judy Dench, but then just, like, her hand. There was, like, a version that came out that got rushed too soon, and, like, there it wasn't... It was, like, their bodies... But, like, it wasn't Cat full. Suits, and then they not. had to, like, reshoot some stuff. Yeah. I yeah. want to see that version. Even at, the, at its best, it's horrific. Yeah. Despite the fear and panic wax figures cause for many, millions of visitors continue to flock annually to museums and palaces showcasing their creations. Perhaps it is this very fear that keeps them coming back. The thrill of looking into the hollow eyes of an almost human, wondering if they might just blink, and even thinking you saw a slight twitch of a cheek. The physician of fear himself, Dr. Blood, hey. <laughs> played by actor Drew Hunter, told the McAllen Monitor that the museum is so eerily intriguing that it won't ever go out of style. There's a first certain fascination that keeps people coming back. It's a weird fascination that people have. It's very classic, that fear of getting locked in there after the place closes and having somebody come along and throw you in a vat of wax. As for whether the palatial structure off Interstate 30 is truly haunted or even cursed, you can believe it or not. <laughs> so what do we think? Cursed, 100%. I was uh, there. A thousand percent. They're all people. There are souls in every single one of them. Devils, all of them. One part of ours got together. left there. We'll never be the same. I was touched. There's probably a... <laughs> Heather, late at night last night, Heather texted me. She goes... What if you just looked out your window right now and there was one standing on your porch? It's like, I go, well, uh, tell my children I love them because my soul would leave my body and I would perish from this earth. Bring me back as a wax figure. Prop me up in the living room. I can still watch movies with them. And put my hand out like the Pope so I can, like, touch my children Pat them affectionately when they come home. My babies. Yeah. yeah oh, it's, it's for sure, Kurt. It's a weird place. I mean, even if I wasn't afraid of them, it's still a weird place because it's so dated. Yeah, the concept itself is really weird. And like you were saying, I think, you know, back then there were no, uh, or all it was was books, right? So if you wanted to really have someone immerse in something, you had these wax figures. Well, now we have stuff like 
you know, movies. <laughs> 3D the stuff. internet. Yeah, the internet. Now you can watch stuff. them at porn of them. You don't need yeah. to go to a palace of them. I would give anything to show Marie Tussaud the exotic wax museum movie <laughs> and just have her be like, no, or yes. Yeah. That's what I, I know, worked I my like entire life That could go either for. way. That could go either way. I like to think she would be uh, proud that her work yes, had become lived that. on. Yes, yeah. It lived on. But even, I mean, the most, I think it's become this like celebrity, if you get a wax figure made, a good one of you made, mm-hmm. and it's got a big old bulge, you feel great about yourself. And it's, it is like you've made it. It's almost like getting a star on the I'm walk waiting of fame. for ours. Someday. Um, but then you have I want to be in the Nicki Minaj position. That's right. So people. <laughs> People talk, can deface face down, me. Ass up. Yeah. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things people were doing to that figure of her, I swear. Um, but I think they said they had to take it out because it was too worn that they had the- to repair it. <laughs> it. It got damaged due to guest interaction. There's just every, everyone's like, ah, it, is, hey. it ran the gamut. I mean, every demographic was oh, yeah. represented. Doesn't I matter. mean, it's, Age, it's universal. Nicki Minaj is. Wax ass is universal. Oh, yeah. It's Brains a great equalizer. Yeah. Unites us as a country. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that this particular... I mean, it, there are suspicious circumstances regarding the museum, for mm-hmm. sure. And I think also the just the concept of it as a whole is that weird, beyond, like you said, uncanny valley. And also, like I Googled it today, you can just print these bad boys on a 3D printer. Why aren't we doing that? They would be exactly accurate. <laughs> to which I said, there's no art in that, yes, Heather. So. I guess You're so. taking the art out of the creator's hand. Although uh, Peter, who they had cranking out 10,000 wax figures in like a month, he said, this isn't art. This is just commercial work. My real art is my wooden figurines I make at home. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, I'd mm. love to see those, Peter. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Wax and wood. <laughs> that should have been the name of the porno movie. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to guess what they the names were, and all of them were better than just the erotic house of wax. That's mm-hmm. kind of boring, in my opinion. Well, yeah, you guys, that's the the meltdown at the wax museum. If you uh, if you haven't been, check it out. Check it out. Quite a time. And we'll post the video uh, of you punching me in the head. Yeah, I'll put well, that on, Patreon. On, uh, on our Patreon, we'll post the video of us going through the scary part, which I was watching it in the green room, just laughing to myself. And I was there, so <laughs> I think others will find it funny, too. I don't remember what happened during that. blacked out. <laughs> uh, well, the night's not over, though. No. I think by now, most of you have listened to some of the live shows, so you know that um, I'll rise. Yeah. We do this bit on our Patreon for our patrons. Um, so, uh, they get to hear this a lot, but we wanted to do it for, for you guys tonight too. Um, I'm a judge. I will say I've been traveling <laughs> with this and because my license is expired, which I'll have everyone know, I made an appointment with the DMV for February 7th, 2022. Because that's the soonest they could see me. So I'm hoping we don't fly again before that. What'd you say? For your driver's ed test. Yes, I have to. Yes, you're going and you got to film it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That's what I was going to ask. But uh, my rulings are final. My jurisdiction is global. Mm -hmm. And that includes space and the sea. And um, (laughs) we will hear grievances and then rule on them. And Heather likes to get us started with a grievance. And I've been told by her that she has a good one tonight. (laughs) Got a lot of problem. I said, I have a problem with society. (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) 
<laughs> so today is uh, November 2nd, yep. and I am starting to get into the Christmas spirit already. Oh, I like this. My Facebook memory came up this day last year. I put my Christmas tree up. If we did not have a show tonight, I would have put my Christmas wow. tree up today. Oh, you're going early. I'm going early. Because okay. listen, it makes me happy. It you know what? Do it then. Yeah. Here's what I don't like. Here's I got a problem Here's with the some green people. <laughs> and I'm going to let you know about it. People on Facebook were like, oh, it's too early for Christmas. You don't even have time for Thanksgiving. You know what you're gonna get? Thanksgiving is one day. Sing to me 10 Thanksgiving songs. You can't do it because there's not out there. And if they were, the lyrics would be horrific. I don't think I can horrific. sing one. Yeah, yeah, the lyrics would be awful. Yeah, so it, I mean, it's not a great look for no. America, the whole no. holiday in general. So no. I don't know if we want a bunch of songs about it. Um, play me a bunch of Thanksgiving movies that don't suck ass. I still can't think of one. Oh, there's a couple. Oh. Peanuts, but I hate the peanuts. So she hates the peanuts. Yeah, I'm a monster. I hate Shrek and the peanuts. Sue me. <laughs> Your kids are gonna go from come from come home from school and not be like experimenting with drugs, but they're like, I went to someone's house and I watched the Great Pumpkin, and you're like, no, <laughs> not my daughter. Um, so my grievance is that. I don't like people taking a shit on me for trying to enjoy something don't like that, that doesn't hurt them at all. Doesn't yeah. do anything. doesn't hurt. They don't have to listen to my music. They don't have to come. You know what? They're not invited to my house to enjoy my Christmas tree and stockings and my uh, old nativity that we got a fake new baby Jesus glued in because it was my Mima's and it's gone now. You also have four ornaments, all of which I've given to her. I have four ornaments for my tree. Actually, I... Th- Maybe I think five. I gave you another one. Yeah, I gave you the Shit's Creek one, and then you got the unicorn one from Ella's first birthday. Yes, all, almost all the worms I have you gave me. Listen, <laughs> it's a pre-lit tree. I don't like to do a lot of work on it, but that's how I celebrate. So my grievance is why are people trying to shit on something I love when it doesn't hurt them at all? Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's nothing more in the Christmas spirit than bitching about other people. Just yelling? Hollering? Uh, I get it. I will say, okay, I fully support you. Thank you. And I am now in the camp of do whatever makes you happy. Thank you. Put up your... When we went trick-or-treating the other night, three houses had up Christmas trees already. Good for them. Was it weird? Yeah. I was like, we're, we're trick or treating right now. You got a Christmas tree up in there, fully decorated, fully lit. I don't know if there were presents or not. Listen, their house is dressed up as a Christmas house for Halloween. So suck it. Okay. I like that. I like that. So if that makes you happy, then, then do it. I used to be in the camp though of wait until after Thanksgiving, but now. Honestly, since COVID, because I'm like, just keep them up all year round. We we need everything we can get. Joy. Uh, uh, now we put them up. We put them up early last year before Thanksgiving, and I think we're going to do it again this year. Hell so yeah! I support you. I support you. And put them up on the fifteenth. Keep them up all year round. Thank you. Put them up March fifteenth. Yeah, Christmas um, goes up. It stays up the whole year. The Ides of March. That's what they were talking about. It's not death. When <laughs> Christmas started. But yeah, pe- uh, you know, people get really set in their ways when it comes to traditions and they don't, they get defensive because they feel like it's a personal affront to them. Listen, they're not coming to my house. No, and I'm not definitely not going to their house. Also, here's what I think. I'm on one right now. This is my father and me right now. Like, listen, people are sheep. So I don't know that they really give a shit about the Christmas thing coming early. They see other people bitch about it. And they're like, I know what I'm going to write on Facebook today. Meh. And they write this thing. And it's like, I'm going to write how Christmas should wait until later. And I'm like, hot take, dummy. People said that like 10 years ago. And it was stupid then. And it sucks now. I'm mad. I'm sorry. 
I'm mad. You're flushed right now. I turn red in anger and rage. Leave me alone, man. Christmas candy is the best candy. And the music is the best. Don't oh, groan. Some people. Yeah. Make it your grievance if you don't like it. Okay, all right. But me. well, let, everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's what your grievance is about. Exactly. Exactly. So let's groan all you want. Extend that to our lovely and listeners your, that paid money to come see us tonight. Your, let's not tell them you to get can, out. You can groan all you want and keep your fingers out of my stocking because that's where the good Christmas candy's at. <laughs> And that is, she's not talking about the one hanging on the fireplace. That was a, that was a vagina euphemism. It's all melted up in there, um, just like what, these will be. What, later. what are the? Oh, okay. What are the Christmas holidays or candy holidays? Christmas, Halloween, and Easter, Easter is good. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. That's a bullshit holiday. I'm not even going to count that one. Um, I would say of those, I like. Ooh, I might like Halloween candy the best. I like the Christmas tree Reese's. Oh, that is a good one. Christmas tree Reese's. I think of all the novelty Reese's is the best. Oh my God. Do you know what I had last night? What? I stole it from Ella's trick or treat bag. Have you guys had the Reese's peanut butter cups that have the Reese's pieces shoved inside of them? Fuck yes. I called Tommy into the room from another room. Yes. And was like, do you know about these? Have you had this? She only had two. I ate them both. Here's the thing with little kids. So I went trick-or-treating with my niece, and she's four and a half, and I said, hey, can I have this? And it was the one with the Reese's Pieces in it. She goes, sure. And I was like, are you sure? And she's like, whatever. And I was like, you don't even know what you're missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's No a- clue. Oh, man. Uh, but to that being said, you're entitled to do whatever makes you and happy. And so is all y'all. Keep your treats stuffed wherever you want until whatever day. I don't care. Yes. Yeah, so, um, or put up your Festivus poll. That's what I do as well. Final ruling. Celebrate whatever holiday you'd like, whenever you'd like. Thank you, Your Honor. So, so that's, that's how it works. So we'll have uh, a lovely friend from the Addison Improv. You yell out, I have a grievance. They'll come and meet you. Give us like two sentences about what your grievance is, and then we'll ask questions if we have follow-up. And no bummers. No that's bummers. That's the only stipulation. No bummers. no bummers. Something to get your goat. I have a grievance. We got one right in the front. She told us we were pretty, so please so bring her she the gets mic. She the microphone first. To start, please she give us your to go name. First. No, you're perfect. You're perfect. Everything you do is No, great. anyone can you're yell. Right. If you yell out compliments, that rule doesn't apply. Anybody can yell yeah, out compliments. Yell out. Uh, just start with your name and pronouns, please. Hi, I'm Allison. She, her. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm 27. That's important to the story. Okay. Um, my sister, I was watching football. Okay. I said the F word. I feel you like can I can say fuck. Right no, okay, fuck. I feel like I can't say it. I'm we, sorry. I've been saying it the whole show. Sometimes we say fuck. We talked about Nicki Minaj getting her ass This is now. my sister. Oh, hey, what's up? Hi, I'm her co-witness. Okay. <laughs> swear. We got to swear you in. You said fuck while you're watching football. Was this the Cowboys? It was. It was oh, go of course folks. you said fuck then. <laughs> it was the Cowboys, not the big Cowboys. The little Cowboys? The little Cowboys? Oklahoma State. Go Pokes. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. I thought um, you meant children. I was like, well, now this is different. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, little Cowboys? Okay. okay. So he's watching okay. the, the Oklahoma, football. Oklahoma football. You said fuck. I said this game was fucking stupid okay. because of the refs. Okay. Okay. And my sister, not this one, obviously, oh. said it really pisses me off when you use that word. Wait. And, uh, and then, I'm so sorry. I mean, she, for those of you not in the front, she went, bitch, please. Stop. Hold on. I 
better. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It gets kidding. better. It gets better. Okay, that was it gets better. <laughs> she was like, it gets hold on better. Your dick. It gets better. She's like, it gets fucking I'm better. I'm so sorry. You're fine. Okay. And then my mom said, it's disrespectful to me. I know. It hurt my heart too. Um, anyway. My heart so, isn't hurt. I'm no, confused. I was confused. <laughs> so. I guess I would like your ruling. Wait, Wait I have oh. things to say as well. Oh, so, God. What's sister? No, go on. Go sorry, on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, jump on I in. To, okay, so for my mental health, I don't go to these games. Okay, go ahead. Because I can't. Okay. So I, my husband was there. Okay. And they lost this game. Mm. And I know for a fact that he was on his feet yelling more than fuck. Okay. At this screen. So is your mom mad because you're cursing or because the, what are they called? The pokes? Yes, cowboys. Mm -hmm. Because they lost. No, she's mad that I said fuck. So you're saying, what was your name? I'm Allie. Allie. So what Allie was bringing up was that her husband was able to curse freely, but your cursing was somehow a personal affront to your mother. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And you're, is the 27 important because you're a grown, grown woman and she should be able to say yes, what you want? Sorry, thank you. Okay. And yeah. she's the baby of the family. Oh, okay. okay. Most yeah. importantly, I am the baby. And to be very specific, this is my sister-in-law, so she's married okay, okay. to my brother. My oh, brother okay, okay. is... Yeah. My so brother. another uh, in, former inhabitant of your mother's womb was yes. also cursing. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's relevant. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Also saying fuck. Do, uh, wait, did he get chastised? No. Okay. Just me. So just Never, you. Not once. And I say fuck all the time in yeah, front same. of everybody. It's fun. Nobody it's cares a great if, word. if that Allie says fuck, but if this Allison says mm. fuck, it's a... What? Allison? Both Allisons. If one can say fuck and one gets a double standard. <laughs> it's a double Allison standard. That's it right. definitely sounds like a double standard, and I think you should be allowed to say whatever you want as a 27-year-old. Were you at their house? Okay. Oh, well, that's not a, that's a yes or no. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, I was not at my mom's house or my sister's house. Who is who were upset with me? I was. At, oh, the sister was all said. It pisses me off when you say that. And then she my said mom, pisses, which is also a curse word. Pisses is a curse word, which is what my brother jumped in and said. He was like, "You just said pisses. What is the difference?" God, this is a Solid good family bro. argument to have in the middle of a football game. Yeah, in the middle of a football cursing. Well, people get. Riled up over football. I was pretty. You were in it. I was in it. Yeah, and I said fuck. Well, I think if you want my opinion, uh, yes, Judge Christie, please. I think because you're the baby, Mm. your mom has an issue, maybe letting go, but also parents, uh, (laughs) their children's behavior, they think it reflects on them, regardless of their age. Mm. So the fact that you were saying fuck probably makes her feel. A certain kind of way, like she didn't raise you right. Can I tell you though that when she gets drunk, she says "fuck." Mom, <laughs> drunk mom, fuck. You know what? We it's another we, movie. Wait, we call her Janice because they're different. Janice oh, okay. and Janice are different. Well, well Janice, uh, Janice, yeah. Final say, ruling. Yeah. Get blasted the next time one of the the uh, the pokes. <laughs> which what is what is poke? Like go pokes, cow poke. Yeah. I, I still don't know what like that gun. is. They're like, shaking their fingers at us again. I don't know what a cow poke is. That's my question. What is a cow poke? I think it's a poke? nickname for a cowboy. Is that a, is that a thing? Cow, again. <laughs> you hit me with the gamble. I'm sorry. I think it came from cow puncher. Like a, a cow puncher? That's punch a thing? Cow? People are punching cows? I'd say fuck too if I was watching this game. Good God. Don't punch a cow. Especially 
I mean, don't punch a person. <laughs> don't That's punch a, a person. To myself. Also, don't punch a cow. Next well, game, you. you get wasted Shitty and word. you only speak in curse words. <laughs> That's it. That's how you, it that's how you do it. It is official. Who else has a grievance? Oh, I heard back here first. Let's go back there and then we'll come over here. Please don't boo. We'll get to you guys. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Didn't imagine tonight at the show that we'd have to say, please don't boo. <laughs> uh, you never know. It's a, dr- it's a nightmare I have, so... We got it. We don't. We can't see who can't we're see looking anything. at. Do so I just, stand? Yeah, sure. Whatever. You want. Yeah. Okay. whatever. I don't even know where you are. Yeah. You back there? Okay. What's your name and pronouns? Cassie. She. Her. God, I feel like I'm um, just throwing your voice. Okay, I'm just gonna stare into the dark. Where? Uh, what's your grievance? So my grievance is that I moved a couple months ago. Um. So the day after I moved in. My downstairs neighbor came upstairs and said, hey, um, I work from home. I have a over-the-phone job. And the noise that you're making moving your furniture around is impeding upon the job that I'm trying to do. Phone sex operator. (laughs) Perhaps. We don't know. Something about it really rubbed me the wrong way. And well, he, she was trying to get people to rub themselves the wrong way. So, the right way. He gave me like these specific hours in which he does his job. Oh. And so, um. Oh, was, it's a he? It's a Definitely he. a phone sex operator. What are you wearing? And Hold so, on, someone's moving her fridge. <laughs> First of all, I'm annoyed. That's my grievance. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I'm a little bit petty and, um, after outside of those hours, I tend to maybe not. Uh, control my noise as much as I would mm. had you not. So you're you you're guys. doing spite noises. Oh yeah, yeah. like spite stomping. It feels mm-hmm. great. So I had a friend come over and he like accidentally dropped his keys. And he was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. That was so loud." And I was like, "Do it again." <laughs> <laughs> what kind of what kind of keys does he have? <laughs> He's a janitor. But they're the so loud. The person downstairs would hear that. <laughs> they made out of gold. Uh, this guy is not, he needs to stay in his lane. I don't think you you can go and tell a neighbor when they can and can't be loud. You're not paying the rent there. Mm -mm. Thank you. And it was my second day there. I just moved in. So yeah, yeah, everybody has that moving time where you're going to be moving stuff around. Yeah. He didn't give you, you got to give him like a week ish grace period so that you know, okay, is this person going to be, you know, they're only loud when they're moving or I'd have it in the court. I had to have a talking to because I was maybe singing in my bathroom pretty loudly <laughs> when I lived in Chicago. And the person that lived there before me had lived there like 25 years. I'm pretty sure she died in the apartment uh, because I felt a presence. But she had been very quiet, apparently, and I uh, was not so much. But once my neighbor told me, and it, I it had I'd done it two, three weeks like at least. <laughs> They gave you some time to I be like, is she going to stop? Is, what kind of songs were you singing? Oh, show tunes. Yeah. <laughs> you got I was to like in the show. a theater major who just moved to Chicago, and this is my one chance. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, they heard uh, Wicked, the soundtrack. Oh, of nice. Like, too much. So you were defying gravity and I was shower. trying to, but to, to that point, I, it was, I did it for a while after I moved in, you know what I mean? And so that full with, well within their rights to tell me like, and it wasn't even rude. It was like, I'm going to need you between these. It was just like, Hey, you, you know what you're doing. You're and like, I hey, did. 
do you know rent? <laughs> I they should have asked like, her a I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, this person, they, they what did you say? About what did you say? Um, I wish I would have been a little ruder to him, actually. I was just like, oh, so you want me to not make noise? And when was that again? That sounds then, pretty rude. Okay. I think okay. you were a good amount of rude. <laughs> if you said it in a question mark, like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that was Like, rude. you just did? I like, think you did a good up, job. Yeah. Up. Okay, good. I was also holding, my dad got me this, um, like, it's a trucker tool to, like, check the tires. Mm-hmm. He got me that for murderer purposes. So I was holding Wait, that what? in my hand as I answered the door. <laughs> he like, came to your door? He came upstairs and knocked on my door the second day that I was Wow. It's aggressive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, live your life. Don't live his. He can go go get a co- co-op space somewhere. Go to like common desk. <laughs> yeah, go get a little office somewhere. Yeah, if you need it to be that quiet, you can't control the people around you. You shouldn't expect them to do what you, what you uh, abide by your rules. Yeah, no. Uh, so I mean, here's was- what you do: you go home. You get blasted. <laughs> Say fuck only. You put on a football game as loud as you can. And then I yell fuck. Preferably the pokes. <laughs> and then uh, then you just stomp and like mm-hmm. r- whatever, you, vacuum, uh, <laughs> hammer. If you got some planks loose, if you want to rip up your carpet, whatever My- you got to do. I can suggest the soundtrack to Wicked. Yeah. Excellent. And, uh, and then... The next day, if he dares say something to you, be like, what are you talking about? I wasn't even home last night. Oh, trick him. Yeah. Just straight gaslight him and like mm-hmm. admit to nothing. Because what is he going to do? Argue with you? and be like, I wouldn't hear. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. It's so weird. You're like, oh, maybe I should call somebody. That's really. Yeah. Shit. That's weird. Yeah. Um, and then DM us and let us know what happens. <laughs> Uh, there was a oh, grievance over here, here Shout that it we again. heard. I see a, I see a hand up. Okay, I see a hand. Hand is up. We're coming for you. Just sit in silence and think about what we did tonight. <laughs> think about our feelings. No, if it were me and I had a loud neighbor, I'd have left a note. You know me. <laughs> I have uh, called the police before. <laughs> oh, on people that are too loud? Mm-hmm. Today on the Texas Lawyer... I don't want to go to somebody's door. No, 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 no. That's dangerous. On the Texas Lawyer Facebook page, somebody today said, what do I do because I just moved into an apartment complex and every day at 3 p.m., marijuana smoke billows into my apartment You're from like, my you neighbor. like, you go make a friend is what you do. <laughs> what are you talking about? Everybody's like, take a deep breath and calm down. Take a deep breath, yeah. <laughs> Inhale very deeply and then just fucking let it go, yeah. man. Uh, do you All have right. the mic now? All right. I do. Okay, I do. Cool. yes, I have. Um, my name is Jordan. Uh, she, her. Uh, so I recently got dumped. Oh. And so you said no bummers, but this is not a bummer. Okay. Okay. Congrats. Um, <laughs> um, I'm a really nice person when I want to be. And all of my friends, when I was moving out of my ex's house, they were like, do something really petty. Like, just, just do it. Okay. What he did, it's, he, it was a cop out. He was really crappy reason. And so they were like, just do something really mean. And I'm like, okay, well, like, I took some light bulbs and I took all the batteries. And they're like, no. <laughs> like, Those are pretty good. That's worse good. Than that, Jordan. That's good. And so That's my... so annoying <laughs> to come oh, yeah. home to. And you're like, oh, you're like, damn what? <laughs> and they were yeah. like, no, do something worse than that. And so my lovely soon-to-be roommate here um, brought over some boxes uh, to help me move. And one of them 
uh, her cats peed on them. Damn. And my ex is allergic to cats. Ooh. And so I might have put some of his hand-me-down Christmas decorations from his grandmother in the box. Oh, my God. Like Jesus cats. Christ. And. It took a turn. This escalated. <laughs> And I um, sent a Snapchat out and was like, is this petty enough for you guys? And then we packed up and left. So you and, left evidence somewhere. Oh, yeah. That was, cool. was a terrible idea. Oh, well. <laughs> it was not in the right frame of mind nah, anyway. But I was telling this to my sister because she, you know, was kind of like, how did it go? And my mom overheard. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Jordan, that was just, that's not, that's not nice. You have to tell him. Yeah. And so He's we kind of had a little it. mini He'll argument. Out. Yeah. We kind of had an argument over it. So was it too petty or was I um, in the right? I'm a big fan of the battery and flashlight. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Sending someone into possibly like an asthmatic attack <laughs> or uh, hives or whatever. I don't know what happens to him when he gets around a cat, but. I actually, okay. I actually don't know what happens. Oh, cool. I, I had a we'll see it on the news. You kept them at bay your entire relationship because yeah. he's allergic to them? Just watch Fox he 4 News later. He just kept saying that he's allergic to them and he had to wash his hands after he touched them. But, like, I never saw anything happen. Oh. So you're saying he could have lied. He made it up. He well, now, have, he have you heard really from him? Has he, has, he, has he called you? To, like, No, he is refusing to speak to me unless it's through his parents. Uh, he broke up with me. Through after his his parents? His... Yep. What grade are you? What grade are you? Yeah. I am almost 30 years old. I don't know how old no. he is anymore. Your parents? But yeah. Um, he, we built Mama. a house together and he broke, he broke up with me after three years. Uh, so it, when it was like blindsided, it wasn't even like we were having issues. It's just, he came home one day and was like, I don't want to date you anymore. Okay. Then we're not yeah, dating at that stick point. Stick that cat under the bed. Give yeah. it a home. <laughs> fill his, fill a box with bees and have yeah. it delivered to yeah. him. <laughs> okay. Take his hairbrush and then brush a cat with his <laughs> hairbrush. Yeah. And then it's like on your face, so you like can't get away from it because it's. Oh, he does I'm have diabolical a beard. It when get I want to be stuck in there. What, get that? a beard. She said he has a beard. Get a beard brush, brush a cat with it, then repackage <laughs> it in its package. All right, free sample and mail it to him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he thinks he got a free sample. Mm-hmm. And you know what he got? This is great. After oh God, you you so shared so that, I don't think it was. I don't think it wasn't petty enough, quite frankly. <laughs> So, uh, good job. We're proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Who, uh, oh, I see a hand viciously waving back there. <laughs> Keep it up. I think the mic's coming your way. I like that the Wait. mic has a little light on it so we can see. I just now realized that. No, I got, I don't think I was the right person. Oh, oh no, you're so nice. But now the other person has a grievance and it's, you stole the hey, mic. She's like, my grievance is that the mic was given to the other person. Okay, we'll come back to the nice person in a second. Not, I'm not saying you're not nice, whoever the mic is about to be handed to. Do you have the mic? I do. Okay. okay. What's I your do. name and pronouns? My name's Heather. Heather? Oh, is it cutting out? It's, Maybe come walk a little closer. Maybe the. Oh, if oh it's, no. uh, Listen, I'm it's, not a professional at this, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how to do doing this. Doing stand up comedy now. Just come on. Is You're this, good. Okay. Is this. Can we hear? Yeah, we can hear. We're good. This thing on? Yes. Okay. Okay, now I'm a little bit more nervous. Um, don't be. But, so, I'm not going to stand where they go. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm just going like to get up on you're stage, you know? Narrating. Okay. You're talking so this sorry. through this, um, whatever's going on in your mind. I appreciate grievance. that. Small grievance. Perfect. Okay. Um, 
My grievance is also with society. Heather, you said your grievance was with society. Yeah. Mine is also with society. Um, my, oh, it is cutting out. I swear my voice isn't that shaky. You're good. We're cool. <laughs> um, but so my fiance, he is an only child. His parents are lovely, sweet, sweet, sweet people. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is but. a third. A third. Like, his name is the third. Oh, okay. I was like, a third what? She's like, I've been going through him. The third grade asshole. No. no. He is the third. Okay, gotcha. He's the third. Okay. And so, my future in-laws want me to name my possible future child. I know this is a problem for future me, right? Yeah. But want me to name my possible future child Julio Cesar Sanchez Concha the fourth. And I can't even say that correctly, and I don't think that's fair to make me name my child Julio Cesar Sanchez Concha the Fourth, and then have another kid who's named like Bobby, and then like Jackson, and maybe a Harper in there or something. Yeah. I think that's unfair, and that's my grievance with society. Thank the, you so the, much. It's expect, the expectations of continuing the numbered the lineage, yes, and the fact that it's the fourth coming up. You know, like if it had only been two and then we could just cut it at the three, I feel like that would have been easier. I feel like his dad really did us a disservice. I've been thinking about this a lot, guys. A lot. I appreciate that your kids are going to run the gamut with names. You got the one you just said, Bobby, and then Bobby from like the 50s, and then Harper, which is very trendy. So So you're giving them all like, uh, yeah, different things. I don't think your in-laws should tell you to name your kid anything. Regardless, I should also. I'm so sorry. I should also add in that Julio Cesar Sanchez Concha the third appreciates the name. He likes the name. Oh, he, he, wants, name. he wants he wants your future unborn son to be named this? Tell him, Julio. He's like, it's rad as hell. He, he says takes yes. People, takes people 10 minutes to say it. It's fantastic. Does he go by Julio or does he make people say the whole thing? All of it, once. <laughs> They're like, a uh, table for four, Julio Cesar Sanchez the third. Yes. And it's just like, him. Repeat, Julio Cesar Sanchez the third. I think you left two words out. Julio Cesar Sanchez Sanchez. Sanchez. Concha, Concha. Yeah. the third? The third. The third of his name. Yeah. Yeah. He is here. Oh. Hey, what's up? Oh, he's here? Hey, yeah. Buddy. Thanks for coming. Julio, can we talk to you? Julio Cesar Sanchez Concho. The third. The third. I want to talk to you. Can we talk to you? Hola. Hola. <laughs> nice. Um, so, lovely name. Thank you. Um, Thanks for coming. So you want your future unborn child, you're on board with this. You'd like him to carry on the tradition? Of course. Of course. Of course. Okay, I have a compromise. If you can figure out how to carry the baby. That's a good compromise. You name it whatever you want. Just crap it out. Name it whatever you want. Go to town. I've had zero children, so I'm not telling. I'm in the business of telling people (laughs) what to do. I think that's a good compromise. Um... (laughs) I think that's it. Thank you. We got time for one more. I think one more. I think we can do one more. We got one. Uh, oh yeah, nice, nice person. Nice person that said, "I don't think this was for me." <laughs> Gave away the microphone. Hi. Okay, Hi. it's me now. Okay. okay. Hi. <laughs> What's your name and pronouns? Uh, I'm Chandler. I go by she/her. Chandler. So? Hi. Hi. Do I need to stand? You do whatever you we want. We can't see you, so whatever you're comfortable okay. with. I'm like eight feet tall. Oh, then stand, because I want to. I probably would see that. <laughs> Um, I have a grievance with my husband. 
Is he here? Oh, she's right no, right he's there. not here, but okay. I'll tell him all about it. Okay. Okay. What's well, being uh, recorded, so. He's here in spirit. So, I am 29, got my first tattoo back in June. Cool. It's a really cool. What is it? It's a cool, like, mandala forearm piece. Nice. I don't know if y'all can see. I'm, I don't I'm know, envisioning you know? it. I went big. Like, they were like, first tattoo, and I'm like, yeah, bet. Let's do it. Yeah. Full forearm. Uh, I, so naturally I want like 10 more. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. They're like Pringles. Right. (laughs) Uh, you can't just have like one. Mm -mm. It's like, it's a little bit cheaper than therapy. Like just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So uh, I tell my husband like, Hey, yeah, he's not a huge fan of tattoos, but he was like, it's your body. Do what you want to do. That's the appropriate and only right answer. So now though that I'm like, Hey, yeah. So 10 more, he's uh, like, Mm. Right, so but, backtracking what you're saying is takesy's backsy mm-hmm. right takesy backsy he thought it was a one and done jokes on him uh so here's where my grievance is he's showing me like you know we got gym crushes we got tiktok crushes right you know we're very open like blah 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 so we show each other our crushes whatever all of his crushes are these like tatted up women right the fuck right <laughs> Thank you. This was the appropriate response. Hmm. This is what I've been like. So I'm like, sir. So I yelled. I was like, you got, you're showing me these yatted up women, which I love. They look great. Uh-huh. But like, why can't I be mm-hmm. that like that? Interesting. He wants a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. That's which what's like, going on right here. I can be both. That's but the best of both worlds. Yes. I can be it. We got it. But, like, I feel like I'm living my, like, middle school life right now. Like, I'm, like, going back to my Doc Martens. I want the tattoos. I, I, you know, I had purple hair for a minute. So, like, I'm loving it. And then he's like, eh. But this. He's killing your vibe. He's killing the vibe completely. Mm-mm. And so I'm just like, okay. So what, what, why doesn't tattoo. he want you to get them? Has he said? I don't, so he said, first, it's a money thing. Which, like, all right, yeah, whatever. But whatever, we can make that work. Uh, yeah, you save up, you yeah, budget up, for it. Yeah, budget whatever. He, whenever I'm like, hey, so you're showing me these women? They all have tattoos. Like they look great. Why? What about me? Like why can't I? And he's just like, hey, uh, I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm like, oh, ugh, a exactly. refusal to engage. That's uh, so. I so here's my my petty stance. I'm just gonna like go get. Tattoos. Mm-hmm. I love sure. all Absolutely. the pettiness tonight. You should. I'm, a, I'm, real, I'm on board with all the pettiness. And then you get home, you get home with the tattoo, and he goes, I don't really like that. And you're like, well, if you don't like it, why don't you go look at your TikTok girlfriend? <laughs> right. Right. And like, really just challenge him, like, what are you going to do? Is yep. this your husband, you said? Yeah, my husband. Oh, it's too late. Okay. Yeah, tell him too bad. It's too late. Yeah. We got a kid. I mean, you can, you can get divorced if, if you want. If he doesn't like it, but, uh, and he wants not to like leave, forever. you just take a cat piss box, fill all, all of his precious items, family heirlooms. Get blasted drunk. Shit hammer drunk. Just curse at him. Curse constantly while some kind of children's football game is on in the background. Do you live in an apartment? No, we have a house. And we have a cat, and he hates a cat. It was my college cat. Damn. So he he doesn't You know what you do? You get a tattoo of that cat. Full back piece. (laughs) You're like, you hate this cat? Well, now it's with us forever. Now guess what? 
I yeah. see it every time. So mm-hmm. my goal is to just get all the tattoos that I want to get. Yeah, do it. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, okay. I think his argument stopped when he was like, well, it's your body. You can do what you want. You're right. goddamn right. So there's God no point right. in having this conversation anymore. So, uh, yeah, full back piece of the cat. What's the cat's name? Her name is Matza. Yeah, like a ball. Get it on yeah. your stomach. Get old English matzah on your stomach. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, cat on the back. Blown, full brown, like traditional, like prison kind of yes, tat. Yes, yes, for sure. Do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah. Do it yourself. It's your body. So. And it. Whatever, and, yeah. yeah. They YouTube make videos. at home, I don't know, get a, what do you get, some ink and a hot hanger? <laughs> I think you get a ballpoint pen. You can do it. Yeah, just heat up a ballpoint pen and... Do it I want. Go so, to town. So if I don't. just do it myself, I'm saving on the money. Exactly. There you go. Win, there you win, go. Win. Now you're thinking. That's we win what I'm too. hearing. Okay. Yeah. There you go. This is great. And then you also get, who's your TikTok crush? Yeah. Is it, it is it <laughs> Christy or GTFO? Hi. I've made two videos for both of my kids, so probably not. <laughs> who's your TikTok crush? Um, no, I don't want to say. Okay, oh. don't. Just just get, you get their username. Right across. Yeah. <laughs> All the, t- like, memento style. Memento? Like, Wasn't that that movie where she gets, so- yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> tells the <some>, story. <laughs> the tells the story. Some TikTok crushes, I'm like, is it you or is it the tattoos that you have? Well, you See? Like, you know, yeah, you I mean, know. tattoos are sexy. You never know, but. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. You know, um, I think he's having a problem with, like, his fantasy and then like his reality and you need to bring those two together and make him realize that you're the whole package. Dream girl right there Dream already. Girl. Right there. Put down the phone and pick, uh, and pick yeah. up you. Pick up the, the what do they call The tattoo gun? Gun. Put down the phone, pick up the tattoo gun. Uh, full back piece of the cat. Please Finally. DM us and send us pics. Finally. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, before we go, we have our Instagram giveaway. Um, oh, this one doesn't have the name, so this is a surprise. I, I DM no this person oh, that's right, you did. beforehand, and then they didn't respond, so I hope you're here. Kristen Cole? That's me. <laughs> Come on down. You're... Check your it DMs is, next time. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to give you the box. Yeah, we'll, we'll give well. you the box so Heather's mom doesn't lose her mind. Um, this will keep your drinks icy cold. Are you up here? Yeah, she said she's here. Oh, okay. Um, this is lasered. This is sharpied. I don't know if we don't know if it washes off. We're not sure yet. So, thank you to High Proof Designs for our lovely cup. But yeah, someone's like, I don't know, just wash it. I was like, you're gonna mail it back to me. I'm gonna have to resign it. But we would, (laughs) we would do that. So, thank you. Uh, here you, here you go. What was your name again? Kristen. Kristen, thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much you to everyone that came out tonight. Us. You guys have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so much fun. Thank you so much to the Addison Improv. This is our second show here in less than a week, and they have been phenomenal. Every They've time. been so good to us, so please be good to them. They're going to tell you what to do uh, if you're VIP, so just hold tight. But for now... As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Thank you. Thanks so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shoutouts. Carrie Lester. Kim Abowd. Sarah Hilt. Allison Forget. Aaron Braun. Jennifer Davis. Sarah Sullivan. Charlie Anderson. 
Emma Schrems, Samantha Constantine, Rebecca Zagorzik, Emmett Kieron, Julie Theus, Brennan, Scarlett Rivers, Susie Agustine, Karen Grandison, Kelly Knopp, Tabby, Marina Maynor, Irado, Brianna, Caitlin Forrestall, Courtney Barton, Diane Cooley, Katie Carter, Jennifer Snyder, Melissa B., Kaylee Blanchard, Ebony Clay, Joanna Holm, Ghostwood Child, Kevin, Alyssa Tremblay, Kelly Caruzis, Grace Salager, Sammy, Bonnie Hudson, Dumpy, Elsa Gibson, Lori Downey, Hannah, Rachel Emily Martin, D.M. Chambers, Sauron Roth, Tiffany Brindley, Grace, Mary Catherine Snyder, Jen Ferry, Stephanie Hicks, Larissa Haley, Naomi, Anissa, Renee Cumming, Megan, Kimberly Weond, Kelly Golke, Stephanie, Alfie Padilla, Kate, Alexandria Holt, Amy Jackson, Alexandra the OK, Tanae, Lauren Marie 1121, Valerie Nuding, Allie Heil, Megan Barrett, Michelle, Adriana Bright, Devin Lane, Camille Franzak, Aaron Brown, Anna Petahova, Arika Ladert, Jenny Sanchez, Lori Gaspard, and Elizabeth Wright. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We couldn't do this without you. We hope we pronounced all of your names correctly. Happy holidays. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. <laughs>